o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide, the Tuesday edition, radio for humans and all that jazz. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm off for the next two days, mini staycation, go back to work for one day, three-day weekend. Oh, it's, uh, it's excitement. It's so exciting. Not really that exciting, nice. but it'll be relaxing. Not not even relaxing. I want. I need to get now that the backyard is dried out. I can actually do stuff back there. So I'm gonna gonna fill in some holes in the back. Uh, see. Uh, see, that's the kind of stuff that's relaxing to me. Yeah, and uh, you know, I don't know. I might. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I was I was looking for uh, <laughs> uh, a Louis Gohmert uh, clip because maybe I could get Anderson Cooper to help us they out. Help us fill the hole. Louis help Gohmert. us fill the hole, Anderson. Ah. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So, but yeah, it's going to be fun because we've got all this this big heap of soil and and sod in the backyard that needs to be distributed in spots that need it. So, uh, and I've got stuff I'm going to try and maybe burn tonight, uh, in the fire pit because we've got all those shrubs that we took down and everything. And, you know, so yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what I'm capable of doing. But anyway, uh, welcome to the program, everybody. Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, DC, the Beltway Bureau, the bubble, uh, joining us as always. Hi, this is breaking news. Oh, Okay. And it's not going to be breaking news that I think is going to affect the show, but about oh. 15 minutes ago, Washington Post um, put out an article that said that there was a confidential draft IRS memo that says tax returns must be given to Congress unless president invokes executive privilege. And it's a 10-page memo that basically oh. said, and this is this is before, I mean, and I'm not even done reading the article, but here's the important part to me. Mnuchin and whoever else is like, nope, he's not going to get it. This memo was written before Mnuchin said, you you need to have a purpose. Really? And so, and so, because it says that the memo contradicts the Trump administration's justification for denying lawmakers request for president's trap tax returns exposing fissures in the executive branch uh well it's gonna be a week everybody it is it is so and of course Josie Antorsa, a scranton pennsylvania the electric city is off tonight but in his stead uh, we have the powerhouse the dynamic duo the dream team uh on loan from mike check radio the one and only the two and only <laughs> michelle lagon and miles lagon port st Lucie. thanks guys Hello, got a problem. We're always happy to help. Yes. Hi, guys. Hey, hey Rain. 
And uh, and and Miles got an exciting item. Uh, uh, Michelle got him something nice upon my recommendation, which uh, I'm excited about. You got yourself some uh, uh, Audio Technica headphones there for your yeah, noggin. They they fit they fit nice. They got a nicer cushion on the top of the head, which mm-hmm. is an irrit- irritant for me for the old set. Oh. Oh, I'll um, tell you what. I've had headphones that are that are they're hard and not padded enough, and that that'll give you a headache in a second. Yeah, I, yeah. It was like compressed. You know how it's just like if you have constantly your scalp being compressed against your skull. Mm-hmm. It just it get, it would get sore, and I'd have to move it, and I'd be like, eh. yeah. Um, this well, has that- a slightly higher compression on my ears, but I yeah. can fix that. So what oh, kind okay. of headphone is it? Audio Audio Technica, um, and okay. uh, they're uh, but you know it's it's just head it's it's you know no built-in microphone or anything like that. It's just just like professional headphones. So uh, and actually, I can tell everybody it's the ATH Audio Technica ATH dash M fifty X. Awesome. Uh, so I don't know. I just got home. There's a box on my computer desk, and Michelle says, "You're welcome." I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, and, I use earbuds because mm-hmm. I, I wear glasses, and uh, most headphones I can't stand wearing, so I just wear earbuds, and they work fine yeah. for me. Yeah, I I gotta have the over the ear thing because of all the different audio stuff I do. Um, because you know, I, I I pick dumb little things out, and you know. Uh, whatever you know, but uh, but yeah, I posted the link. Uh, not a sponsor. Uh, Audio Technica ATH M50X <laughs> professional monitor headphones. And what's cool about these things too is it has a cord that can be replaced. They have yes. a cord, so if the cord ever goes oh, wow. bad, it has a locking mechanism so the cord doesn't just yank out. So you you can just give a little twist to the the cord if you ever get a short in it and then just order yourself a new cord so um and they came with like three different cords one really long one one mm-hmm. shorter one and one was that like the curly the curly, uh, the curly uh, cord yeah wow. so. that sounds like all the houses in game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> it, no it doesn't <laughs> no it doesn't Ken. i know it doesn't <laughs> trying to work in a game of thrones reference there um, yeah, from from me, from me. Yeah, I know. There you go. <laughs> uh, I had some Game of Thrones Oreos the other day. An Oreo. Yeah, Oreos. Yeah, I saw those packages. <laughs> yeah, those were good. Uh, and what a scotch. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> yeah, the Game of Thrones scotch. Dunk your Oreos in scotch. Woo. Oh wow. That's good. So, <laughs> so anyway, speaking of Oreos, Oreos uh, uh, had a, uh, made their rounds on uh, in Congress today. Ben Carson, the HUD secretary, or you know, the the housing secretary, is that is that his official title? Housing secretary, secretary of housing and housing and urban development. And urban, uh, okay, H-E-D. so yeah, so yeah, so. Uh, um, he was asked by uh, the amazing uh, Congresswoman Katie Porter, Democrat from California. She's been on, uh, she was on uh, Lawrence O'Donnell's show a few times and, and did, did some massive uh, intelligence blasting at crooked Republicans. 
And she's a freshman, right? Yeah. 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 I really like her a lot. Oh, she's great. She is great. She is sharp, sharp, sharp. Um, and uh, she she was asking the Ben Carson from HUD. Cabinet Secretary should know urban development should know some relatively uh, uh, basic terms and uh, Michelle is going to fill us a little bit on, on this when after we play the clip but uh, she asked Ben Carson about a term uh, called REO which stands Heard for from a friend you. <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry uh, yes, who asked about an REO, which is, stands for real estate owned. Is it okay, uh, real, real estate owned? Real estate owned? Yes. Or Okay, yeah. Yes. And um, this is what happened. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is the oh, my God moment that happened. <laughs> this is... Sorry about the accidental shart. <laughs> that was... Uh, I... I <laughs> Here. As you look it up, I'd also like you to get back to me, if you don't mind, to explain the disparity in REO rates. Do you know what an REO is? An Oreo? R. No, not an Oreo. An R-E-O. R-E-O. Oh, my God. What's the O stand for? E-organization. Owned. Real estate owned. That's what happens when a property goes to foreclosure. We call it an REO. Mm-hmm. And FHA loans have much higher REOs. That is, they go to foreclosure rather than to loss mitigation or to non-foreclosure alternatives like short sales than comparable loans at the GSEs. So I'd like to know why we're having more foreclosures that end in people losing their homes with stains to their credit and disruption to their communities and their neighborhoods at FHA than we are at the GSEs. Wow. I, 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 when, <laughs> we should, we should, I'm going to put a link. It's a Twitter. It's going to be a Twitter, <clears throat> a Twitter link that shows the video. Um, and after this segment is over, it's important that people watch. I, she, she's literally talking to him like, who's a big boy? Yes. I I don't need to see a picture of Ben Carson to know that he had that deer in headlights look. No, he yes. didn't. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to be honest with you. He, he didn't. just looked sleepy like he always does. He looked really sleepy and really like, why do I have to listen to you, woman? I'm a cabinet secretary and you're just a congresswoman. Can I, do you think I'm wrong? I mean, no. that's my take on it. No, it, it was just... Um, <laughs> it was just it, it really, stupid. The, the look to me, the look to me was like, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm gonna talk. I don't know what I'm doing. I know she doesn't know what she's doing. So let's just fluff this up and get this over with." I, I it, it, I, it was amazing to me. Stupid! I'm just, I'm just waiting so for him to say. <laughs> Sorry. I heard it from a friend who. Told me that I'm Ben who runs uh, the HUD and I'm working seriously. around. It, it, just in case anybody is curious to make sure. Here, here's her asking the question again. This is just isolated. And listen to him go, because it is it is so goddamn stupid. You are so goddamn stupid, it's unbelievable. Yeah. 
Uh, sorry, I'm trolling through my my old stupid clips for this because this is literally the stupidest thing that I've heard in you know echo through the the halls of Congress in a long time. But yes, uh, one more time, just in in case. I mean, why the fuck would he think that she was bringing up Oreos? Unless he was hungry. <laughs> Do you know how much a pack of Oreos costs? Ask, ask Wilbur Ross. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't ask. Don't ask him. Do you know what an Oreo is? An Oreo. R. No, not an Oreo. An R E O. R E O. Real estate. What's the O stand for? E organization. Owned. Real estate owned. E organization. He says. Didn't get it right. He doesn't know. E organization. Real estate organization. Yeah. What's the? What's the? I'll give him a B for effort. Yeah, <laughs> you're, really. You're far um, kinder than me, dude. Oh my wow. god! I, I just, I was stunned. I was actually really stunned at this, and I know I shouldn't be because I know, you know, Trump's he's inner been circle in this is, position for two yeah. years. What is he doing? Yeah, his inner circle is terrible and stupid. What else are you doing that's terrible and stupid? Yeah, don't so, call me stupid. No, well, no. Oh, okay. I'll just call you terrible. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I have a yeah. lot of drops about being stupid. So it's been a well, while I'm since I've the looked link at them. from the Daily Beast about this whole thing in there, and and it, it's just it's stunning to me. It's stunning because you know at one point he laughed at her. He literally he mm. laughed. He chuckled, and and we can look at this as like okay, this is stupid, Ben Carson. But, you know, uh, Congressman Porter, Porter, right? Mm-hmm. She is asking really legit questions. And these are questions that really do affect people who are on, you know, kind of the lower part of our economic. These are people who need the government to yeah, help pe- people them she's, with yeah. housing. She's fighting and he's lo- Yeah, and he's laughing at it. And, and he's is actually acting like she doesn't know what she's talking about. And it turns out she's worked with HUD for 10 years. He's, this woman is an economic. Yeah, I mean, he... Ec- go ahead. I, I, she's an economic... Not an economic. She's an economist. Mm-hmm. From what I understand. And if well, she's not, she wrote a book about it. Yeah, but I mean, th- this just goes to show that Ben Carson's never, ever been interested in that fucking job. He is no. just, he is a grifter. It's, it, you know, you remember the furniture that he and his wife were picking out as soon as he got the job? <laughs> they were picking out, like, this how, week. It, do you remember how much that, that he furniture? Bought an 8, 000, he bought an $8,000 dishwasher. <laughs> do, do you remember? Miles, do you remember how much all the furniture was that he was trying to buy with his wife that she was picking out? Uh, like, the number thirty k is coming to my head, but I don't know if that's right or not. Yeah, I, that sounds about right. It was tens of thousands, uh, for certain. But Michelle, who buys an eight thousand dollar dishwasher? Um, Ben Ben Carson. Okay. <laughs> oh God, I'm and sorry, candy. guys. Ben and, ben and Candy. Ben and Candy. It's okay. Um, Michelle, so why don't you give it? You said you have a because you've worked in banking before. Is that correct? Yeah, um, I worked over 10 years in banking. Um, I was actually in the mortgage services department. 
I handled escrow and um, insuring properties that people were letting their insurance lapse upon. So also um, making sure that all of our REO properties, which is real estate owned. Oreo? Happens. Ore- <laughs> Oreo? Oreo? They- A sandwich cookie? I'm sorry. Basically, what (laughs) what happens with an REO is a property that goes into foreclosure, and the bank is not able to offload it at auction. Mm -hmm. So the bank continues ownership of the property, and they're considered a you know they're they're in the red on the bank's portfolio. Yeah, and um, you have to insure them, and since they are a you know a foreclosed property, they're much more expensive to insure. So they are all sorts of a liability for a lending institution. Yes. So she knew what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know what I'm talking I could I could I know- manage HUD better than than yeah. Carson could. And well, I do it at half the salary. So there. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I asked that. I wasn't I know you know what you're talking about because I barely understood. I'm, yeah, well, I'm the first person to say I don't understand all the banking stuff. When Bob, when Bob and I bought the house, I was like, "You take care of this." Yeah, that well, was they, um, yeah a lot of Freddie Susan, Mac, yeah. Fannie Mae, FHA loans, things like that. But you know, they're you know they're standard loans too that go into REO. It just mm-hmm. depends. So let me ask: Can I ask you this, Michelle? Sure. Is it fair to say that as the uh, head of HUD? Even if he doesn't deal with day-to-day things, because later on in this interview, he was like, I don't deal with day-to-day stuff. This would be a basic thing for the head of HUD to know. Yes. Is that? Okay. Well, in his defense, he's out, you know, picking furniture. And <laughs> I mean, he can't spend I, all his time learning things. I I don't, just, yeah, I was just a peon. I wasn't even in management, and I took real estate law classes just so I knew my industry. Yeah, so this is the part that really blows me away, that he really, it, it, and I don't, are we going to have more of this audio, Ken? Daddy loves Froggy. Oh, I'm, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Daddy loves Froggy. Froggy loves Daddy. <laughs> I, I just am having a hard time hitting my buttons tonight. Um <laughs> No, I, that's all. That's literally all the audio I have. I, I, it, it was. I saw it at the you know at the the last minute. Uh, and Mike. grabbed it. Yeah, it's it's fine. The reason why I asked that because I didn't want to blow any audio that we might have, because in in this exchange, she asked him about FHA and I can't remember the other kind of loans, but it was the G the FHA the. Uh, Anyway, he got to a point where he's like, well, you know, I, I could get back to you on this. And she was like, well, yeah. And she, she, he literally said, I'll get in touch with, I'll have my people get in touch with your people so they can explain to you. No. <laughs> and You're supposed to know this. And, and, and this <laughs> so they can explain to you. And it was at that point when she said, I have worked with HUD in the private sector for over 10 years. I'm a very big fan of FHA. I, you know, and she basically said, I don't need you to come work with me. I need, no, she said, I don't need to come work with them. I need you to understand and answer the questions that I'm asking of you. Yes. It was really amazing to me how, I I think we all knew that he, you know, housing and urban development. So Trump Mm -hmm. picked a black guy. 
but he hasn't taken any time well, to learn about the office that he's running. Well, HUD and he was condescending yeah. and he was arrogant and a prick. HUD has is notoriously been smeared by uh, conservatives uh, for for just simply helping the blacks. So you know. Um, yeah. So uh, it, my, my go ahead, Miles. I was going to say, you know, my take on this: this is not for me surprising at all. This is the reaction of someone from the aristocracy, the patriarchy, the the people in power that consider themselves above and don't have to answer to the little people. And when they get themselves in this position, they just, whatever, they give little passing answers or they'll they'll just pass it off to their underlings. They, They don't consider themselves to be able to be held accountable. And so that's what you're getting from this. It's not surprising to me at all. This is a normal response no someone that has absolutely no um sense of uh, accountability or responsibility for what he is doing i want to i want to put a little disclaimer on that it's not normal it might be normal for this administration but this is is a normal normal. person would not have such a sense of entitlement as he does that he wouldn't respond this way that's what's not normal i think he's saying it's normal to these guys Right to the, the these the these um, entitled people that are taking over the administration, and that's why I really liked how um, Congresswoman Porter called him out on it, and that's, that's good. And we should give we should give our our Congress people credit for stuff like they that. They absolutely should be called out. Yep. Yeah, she should. You know, and she she could have said she could have been ruder and said, that's "Wrong, you dumb bunny. Try it again." Yes. <laughs> but I'm not going to be shocked every time you some you know a frog carries a scorpion across the river that the frog gets stung. It's, it's <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm sorry. Now I'm obsessively looking for other clips to address this. Wrong, sir. Wrong. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, oh, here's a good one. Uh, you have made an incorrect statement. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, classic. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, or oh, oh, here's a, here's a nice one. Uh, Wrong again, idiot. There you go. So. <laughs> like, like Heather is saying in, in the chat, which I should have mentioned as well, is um, HUD is not only for, you know, minorities, it's also for older people yes. and for disabled people and stuff like that. So it's but, also for poor rural white people. Right. And when, but when, when the Republicans, when the conservatives, no, I'm not saying not Republicans, when the conservatives, when the elite see HUD and they mm. see housing and urban development. Yes. The urban is what stares them in the face. And that's why, you know, that's one of the the big cattle prods to them is, you know, of course, if it says urban in it, it's got to be helping, you know, the, the black people more than anybody else. So I have a really it. good idea. It's been a stigma for a long time. I have a really good idea. What's that? I thought we petitioned to name it H-U-R-D, HERD. Oh. <laughs> Housing and Urban Rural Development. And then... Everybody be like, "Oh, it's a bunch of cows." I uh, yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, <clears throat> oh, here's another one for uh, uh, Ben Carson. Any moron would know that. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> these are the oldest clips I have for my show. Um, and I, I don't think he's an idiot. I just think he doesn't care. No, That's the entitlement. 
Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't care enough to learn his job. He just wants the money and the prestige of being in the White House. You know, I, I don't disagree with that at all. But in watching the, the audio, he really came in there with kind of like the way he sat there. His arms were crossed. He was kind of leaning back. Right, untitled. Seemed incredibly disengaged. He really didn't give a shit at all. Yeah. And and that's something that it, it did piss. And I'm I'm sorry. I am going to stay pissed off, because the day that I stop being pissed off is the day that I stop caring. Oh, this this really was important. Every hearing that Congress holds, it's important. It, it might not important. be held on MSNBC or CNN, but these are important things. And this is what government does. And the fact that he was literally laughing it off is insulting. Yes, it is. Yeah. Very much so. The, the, um, I'll say this. We are at war. And when I say that, I'm not talking about being in Afghanistan. I'm talking about Iraq. The war we are in is, it's a class war. And the rich have been dishing it out since forever to the poor. Mm-hmm. And this is nothing more than the continuation. When you see, they are trying to dismantle anything that helps the 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 lower the, the non-rich and that's what HU, you know housing and urban development is supposed to do that's what the uh, education department is supposed to do that's why they got Betsy DeVos in there to destroy that that uh, department everything this is it's it's a war and the moment we start to fight back the moment we start to push and say you know you know like what Elizabeth Warren is saying about you know, we need to have a tax rate on just the super, super, super rich. They go, they start, they will immediately cry class warfare. But we are already in class warfare. We're just not fighting back yet. We're not, we, mm-hmm. not enough of us see it that we're pushing back and going, this is wrong. We need to fight back. And, and we're just getting trounced. Yeah. Well, I the, think by is, us talking about symptom. it, it helps. <clears throat> oh, and I, I know. But yeah, yeah. Pit, not enough of us are out there in the streets, you know, crying like, you know, calling our representatives going, fix this. By the way, there Not was a... Not enough of us are turning out to vote. By the way, in downtown Cleveland today, there was a, uh, a pro-choice rally. Uh, so, I saw one sign that said, thank God for abortion. <laughs> and I was like, yeah! Awesome! Because so, as yeah. we know, it's well documented, God was is is the, uh, historically, the, the greatest abortionist of them all. Um, I've been getting... I've been getting robocalls from the Trump wall supporters. <laughs> They're saying, oh, since you're God. a Republican, and I start laughing, and when the guy doesn't react, I realize it's a robot, and I hang up on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that would uh, be... Uh, uh, you have made an incorrect statement. Yeah. Correct. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that oh, Robbie the Robot, or was that a Star Trek clip? Uh, I don't... I think it's from Lost in Space. Um, so. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, and since we were we were going back, but we, we got to go to the break after this. But we'll, we'll I want to talk about Mayor Pete when we come back. Um, okay. And uh, but I, I found this. I don't know what it is, but it's a. I'm going through my oldest audio, and I don't even remember ever playing this on my show. But it says New York City besieged. New York is like a city besieged. A state of emergency has been declared, and the entire police force put on 24-hour duty. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, wow. anyway, yeah, so. Uh, oh, and there was one other one I wanted to play, something about a serious show. 
Oh, here's one from Supernatural that's really old. I, I don't know when I played this. It was so vanilla that he made vanilla seem spicy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe when Mitt, Rom- Mitt Romney was running or something. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, that definitely had to be for him or Paul Ryan or somebody like that. Um, uh, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, I got. We're doing a serious show here. All right, this is my show, and it's a serious intellectual hour of discussion, and I want to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> I remember that. That was from Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, and then it was like you know, douche and the fart or something like that was the name of the, what? his co-host. What, the baby or you know the something in the baby. Because yeah, was, yeah. I don't remember, but yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the break. And yeah, I'm inspired now to start going through all my old audio drops that we haven't played uh, in a long time. Uh, all right, I'll just play one more. Yeah. Here it is. Come on, are you gonna play? I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now: Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Yeah, there. <laughs> 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 I like that. <laughs> Is that from Evil Dead or something? Or I don't know what that's from. So anyway, uh all right, let's go ahead and uh go to the break and um we're gonna oh let me see. Uh I'm gonna find a WRUW live song. Yeah, there we go. Um Employees must wash hands before returning to work. I think this is a live version. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's one of my old songs. It's either Hair Wolf or The Data Rock. Both bands did it. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, run to the break. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night with me, uh, Rain, Miles, and Michelle. Oh, and I forgot to mention, Dusty Dion will be on in hour two to talk about the religious ramifications of all these god-awful abortion laws that are going into effect. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. A smooth-talking, jive-talking street thug. KennyPick.com You might have heard about this song. We have flyers for it everywhere. It's called Employees Must Wash Hands Before Returning to Work.
Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. You know, a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you played the laser swords. That they're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. It is showtime. Welcome back to it. Uh, this is Kenny Pick broadcasting live. Yeah, as usual. I'm sorry. I was typing a message to Dusty to make sure he had the right phone number. Uh, but uh, yeah, welcome back to the program, the Tuesday edition of Turn Up Tonight. Uh, welcome back to Rain from Four Freedoms blog. Hello. Hi. 
and oh, I put this. I put this in the chat. Further, further stuff from the um, Ben Carson testimony. Representative Beatty, Beatty. She, she asked him, "Are you fa- are you f- familiar with Omwe and what it is?" And Carson said, "With who?" And she said, "Omwe." And he responded, "Amway." Is this real? Yes. Amway. Yes. Wow. A- yes. Yes. I put the link in there. What the from, fuck? It's from C-SPAN. <laughs> what the fuck? Is there video of it? That's that's the link I just I put up there in. in oh my in god! There's video our, yes. for it. There's fucking yes. video for it. That's oh, insane. I'll see if I can pull that up on my phone for everybody. But of course, uh, the Rogue DM from uh, Mike Check Radio is here with us. Uh, welcome back, Michelle Lagan, Port St. Lucie. I, I think I'm in another universe. I, I, I want to wake up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michelle. It's okay. Oh, my Lord. And, uh, and of course, Miles Lagan, the Galaxy Master, also on loan from Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Welcome, sir. What's Well, I'm going to try and open you know this up. up. Oreos by Amway. And Oreos by Amway. Okay, let me see if I can mm, play, mm, play mm. this video just with Amway and what it is. With who? Amway. Amway? Amway. Jesus. Come on, Mr. Secretary. Um, now, I asked you this when you were here last year, and you asked me to be nice to you, and you turned to your staff, Amway, and you have an Amway director. And we wrote you a letter about it, and Amway. <laughs> Office of Minority Women and Inclusion. Do you have an Amway director? Do you work with an Amway director? Oh, of course we have an office of... Amway, not Amway. Amway. (laughs) We have... have Do you know who that person is? We have... um, Do you know who that person is? I cannot give you the name. Oh, my God. Do me a favor. Would you find out and would you send me a note back? So we don't ever have to repeat this again. Oh, we my can God. send you a note on that. Okay, thank you. Uh, I've had a lot. Okay, wow. We are not having this ish. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I give up. You thought the Oreo thing was stupid? Stupid. Yo, you don't even know what stupid is. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Wow. <laughs> See? Amway. Amway. Why the fuck? Why the living fuck would anybody in in Congress, especially a Democrat, talk about that fucking pyramid scheme cult? Amway. Uh, Which, that's Bessie DeVos's specialty, but I loved, I loved how this, this representative really talked. I mean, Porter talked down to him. She talked down to him too. She's just like, you need to know better. Well, and she—it's a follow-up that she asked from before. We sent a oh letter. Oh my god! We sent it a is. letter. Yeah. Oh my god! The exact right way <clears throat> to deal with this is to treat it and expose it for the incompetence that it is. Oh, well, that's Am- what that's Amway what and doing Oreos in, in 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 these hearings. I I think. And I, I think concur. that's what I agree. Doing. I think that needs to continue. Just just the way she was like, we talked about this last time. And then here's the thought bubble. 
stop being a stupid, dumb motherfucker. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Let me repeat this. I'm we, not am way. We talked about this. You were supposed to come to this hearing knowing the names of these people, Mr. Carson. Oh, this is why I could never run for elected office. Because I'd be jumping (laughs) over things mean like, look. Wrong again, (laughs) idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, you I would want me to tear your penis <laughs> wrong, you dumb yeah. bunny. Try it again. Oh man! <laughs> wow, but that was stunning, right, guys? It's giving oh. me a headache, and this is the first time I've heard it. So <laughs> I just stupid! heard it during the break. You're so stupid. Uh, I yeah. seriously, I just came across it during the break. It. it Good lord. Anyway. Stupid hurts. Yeah, it really does. He can't be this stupid. He no, it has to be willful, a willful st- ignorance. He just doesn't I think care. So. I really do think so. Yep. And he's taken an awful lot of time to come up with these stupid, dumbass answers. Because uh, he's not that funny. He's not that clever. No. I no. believe he is that ignorant. I, I think he doesn't care enough about the department to know what he's supposed to do or is in his job. It is a level of incompetence <clears throat> that is just unlike anything I think we've ever seen before. Stark. It is stark. We, I mean, the guy's a brain surgeon, so he's got some brain cells enough up there to rub together to, to form well, coherent sentences. Y- yeah, but that's the thing. That's yeah. This it. guy only ever cared to learn about his profession and is, you know, it's like... <sighs> If you ever had a conversation with somebody who only knows about one thing and you don't know anything about it and you don't really care about it, that's Ben Carson. Because yeah. Rain, do you remember the you yeah. Rain, you remember the Argle Bargle thing that he did where he was talking he did like his, you know, you know, uh, foot bone connected to the ankle bone thing about the brain? I I I think you're making a really good point. I hadn't thought about this. I have met people like that. I have met people like that. Well, it's like... That's just it. That's It it makes... He makes me think of like... There's a a guy that I work with. Well, used to work with. He doesn't work there anymore because he was kind of a useless sack of shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it, it reminds me of this. It's like, you know, he... He comes walking up to me, and I told this story on the show before. He's like, oh, did you hear about Z and somebody else? You know, and, and I knew just enough that I thought he was talking about basketball players. And he's like, oh, yeah, they got traded, blah, 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 blah. And starts going on and on. And I I looked at him, and I was like, I, I don't. I said, sorry, man, I don't know anything really about basketball. Uh, I, don't, I don't pay attention to it or anything. And he looks at me all hurt. But then he continues talking to me about basketball. And I'm like, I, I I don't know what you're talking about, really. I know barely enough. It's like you know, I tell somebody, you know, I, you know, muy pequeña. You know, I don't I don't speak that much Spanish. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they 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 fucking read me the the you know, um, uh, whatever some South American constitution. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I think that's what Ben Carson is, is it's like he loves talking about what he knows all about. But then when it comes to actual real world things, oh, my God, I thought the pyramids were grain silos. I had a magic belt buckle that deflected a knife blade, you know, and Oreos, Amway. What? 
chipped a tooth. The man chipped a tooth on scrambled eggs. <laughs> that's a gift. That's a talent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know you could be you. That's that's a legit thing to think about. So that really is legit, and I, I really think if, he's if, dumb. If that's well, he's smart in his field. Yeah, and he's gliding right now. Basically, he's in charge well, of something today, of which he didn't glide. Today. No, no, this no. Like he's up until this. Mud. Yeah, up until this moment, he has been gliding in that position and not doing a damn thing. Has he given any kind of like major speech or anything that you know where he's actually talked about what his department is doing? But did he really think she was talking about Amway? He, uh, we heard he the audio. Back? Does he have a hearing problem? We heard the audio. I don't know. Maybe he got a scrambled egg and a tooth stuck in there. Um, <laughs> I mean, what does Amway have to do with housing? I think his <laughs> his level of intellect is. I mean, he might be like uh, over focused on things. And so what happens is when the auditory nerve transmits to the brain a certain sound and your brain can't figure out exactly what word is being said, your brain scrambles to put together something that makes sense and then you like utter it back out in a confirmation like, is, is this what you meant? And it doesn't. And it makes him sound like, a t- you know, and it just yeah. shows. It shows he it, doesn't. He doesn't care. No, no, no. No, he now, doesn't. To me, he doesn't care because it's he's nothing a he's interested in. Job. It's nothing he's yeah. interested in. So, yeah. Zero, zero effort on his yeah. part to even uh, learn I the job. I, honest to God, I don't think that he's a dumb man. I mean, he's a neurosurgeon. I, I think that what you said, Ken, makes a lot of sense. I, I'd also like to believe that that doesn't mean that his brain can't absorb more information. I think at this point, his brain decided, and not even his brain, it was him. He decided. I don't want to absorb anything more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's not interested in the job enough to learn about it. Uh, that's disgusting to me. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like he, Trump. I'll tell you what. He, the it's, thing he does know yes. about his job, he knows somebody showed him something somewhere. And he's like, what? I can afford, with the budget of this department, I can afford to buy an $8,000 dishwasher? Yeah, well, except he got caught. Oh God! No, no, no! I'm not. I know he got caught, but I'm pointing out that that's <clears> you're right. He put it out enough effort to learn that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Caught. He learned about what the job he, can do for him, and not yes. what the job is supposed to do for others. He didn't. Yes. He didn't put out the effort that when people told him, like, "Hey, you know, everything over five thousand dollars has to be approved by Congress." He's like, "Look." $8,000 dishwasher. I'll sign off on that. Woo, I go. got a $3,000 coupon. <laughs> Fucking un- unbelievable. So it's just From Amway. He got the coupon from Amway. Oreos and Amway. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I saw that tweet that you, you shared uh, in, in the chat room, Rain. And I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, oh, that's a pretty funny joke. That's a that's a good joke that somebody made. I did you know, too. Because, you know, it's like, oh, there's no way Ben Carson would do that. I thought maybe that was trending on Twitter that he was fucking things up repeatedly. You know, the it, oh, no. One, right? yeah, you know, uh, the Amway one. Oh, no, the Oreo one, I thought that was the joke. And then I, no, no, no. I was like, God damn it. 
Well, yeah, I mean the Amway one. I, I that that one I just learned about when you. Uh, oh my god! Fucking unbelievable. So, <laughs> so anyway, I want to get to some other audio. We're running a little bit long, and I don't want to keep Dusty Dion waiting uh, um, in the next segment. Uh, I unfortunately forgot to download the Green News Report, but I just downloaded it. So I asked Adam for a favor in the chat, but he didn't see it. So never mind, Adam. I took care of it. Um, uh, but anyway, I don't like opening a browser during the show. So I like if I don't have an audio clip, it's nice if somebody can send it to me on Skype. Uses less resources. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and get to... Um, uh let's let's see what we have here um because i have a, a fair amount of longer audio clips i think i wanted to want to play um a little bit of uh pete uh mayor pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Uh, he did and i'm gonna i want to say this too um democrats go on to fox news go talk to chris wallace go talk to talk to shepherd smith go talk to brett bear talk to one of them Talk to one of those guys. You don't have to go on Hannity's show or Ingram or Judge Deneen or anything like that. Fuck all them. Um, go on there. Oh, but actually, you know what? I do have a bit of audio to tide us over uh, until after we're done talking to Dusty because I really want to... We might have to skip Mad Libs tonight because the Mayor Pete stuff is really good, really positive, and um, I'm probably going to save that for hour three. Uh, but we have to play this right now, and thank you, Rain. Thank you, Rain, for, for sharing this because this is a thing of beauty, and uh, we need to play their jingle everybody's least favorite morning show unless you have orange skin and cotton candy hair the problem with this program is it would be really easy to fake all you got to do is put somebody else's dna in your mouth it was a really big gavel for a moment she sounded like she had gavel envy Uh, (laughs) i'm not going to touch that steve if you don't mind i just don't feel comfortable the mainstream media known to make up stories about about the department of homeland security how they were doing preliminary testing on a dna device however the tsa says it will not be testing this technology. We apologize. Chris, can you hear us? I I can hear you. I'm watching this and I'm thinking what all of your viewers are thinking. Mm -hmm. Which is? What a bunch of dopes. (laughs) What a bunch of dopes indeed. Uh, Because Steve, the deuce, uh, you know, the deuce is loose. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) The deuce is loose on the streets of New York. Uh, going out and asking, uh, I'm sorry, trying to ask, <laughs> uh, can, can, can I ask you a question? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> um, Steve Ducey out on the streets of New York, uh, during rush hour, arguably, you know, it was probably about eight, uh, eight 45 or something like that, uh, yesterday right. morning, Eastern time. And of course they're trying to s- sensationalize a, um, a story about people texting while walking across the street. Well, the, that the, they could the potentially New people, York City. New York City might yeah. be uh, moving towards fining people two hundred and fifty dollars for being caught texting while walking. Yes, in crosswalks, in, in crosswalks, in intersections, which could save your life. Yes. Uh, you know, so it's not a bad thing. Uh, of course, that's uh, the douche. Uh, I'm the deuce. 
Um, Douche um, chill. Uh, Steve Ducey and, and the Fox and Friends people are just like, that's ridiculous. You know, of course, they don't have to, you know, text and walk through an intersection. They just, you know, have their driver take them wherever they do while they, uh, you know, text love tweets back and forth to Fat Donnie. Um, but um, Steve Ducey goes out and tries to, you know, get some outrage from the people on the streets of New York. And let's listen to how that went. We've been watching all sorts of people walking by with their texting devices. Excuse me, ma'am. Hello. Hello. Excuse me. Hi. Okay, first of all, with their texting devices, they're called phones, you idiot. Can I ask you a question? Um, it'll, it'll just take a second. Okay. I see you're walking through the crosswalk with your She's phone. She's still walking How away from me. How often do him. you look at your phone uh, with a text and things like that? Um, I try not to. Often. You may be. Going forward, you could get fined $250. Is that a bad idea or a I, good idea? I really don't want it. Okay. I don't think she has. She's in a hurry to go to work. Okay, this guy right over here. Hi, how are you? Surely. Look at this guy right here. See, he's using his uh, phone through. Hi, excuse me. Can I ask a question? Can you tell that New York City is a very busy place? (laughs) It is indeed. All right. Uh, Meanwhile, we got all these people. They're going to work. Keep in mind, if you're working in New York City at uh, 9 o'clock, you got uh, 20 minutes to go. And so everybody's in a big hurry. Now, right over here, AJ. Here's a guy. I'm going to surprise him. I'm going to see if I can get his attention. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Hi. Excuse me. Can I ask you a question? Hmm. Come on. Let's go across the street. Now, all the people who are texting or looking at their phones could be subject to a $250 fine going forward. But it looks as if, so far, from the people on the streets of New York City... Let's just talk to this guy. Hi, excuse me, can I ask you a question? Everybody's busy. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome video. I saw that today. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just loved loved all... You know what? As a former New Yorker, I was like, yeah, that's that's it. Like... (laughs) (laughs) the the looks on some of their faces like who are you what do you i think some of them knew who he was yeah "Yeah, a few were like stranger danger faces (laughs) uh so i like that but yeah so Poor Steve. Obviously, talking on the phone. You know, they were in the middle of a conversation. He's well, he, he like, went up to two people with earbuds, and I'll tell you what. I don't care who the fuck you are. I'm walking down the street, and I have earbuds on. I'm going somewhere. Leave me alone, especially in downtown Cleveland. Yeah. If I'm walking down the street, like you know, going to going to the corner store or something like that, or going to a restaurant, walking in my neighborhood, that's fine. You can stop me and talk to me. But you know, there's. I don't care. You're a news crew, whatever. I mean, but if I see Fox, I might have stopped and said, fuck you live on air to Steve Ducey. <laughs> I might you know. have been like, Deuce. Steve Ducey. Like oh, home. I am your biggest non-fucking fan. <laughs> but, hey, kill me. Grow some eyebrows, you <laughs> creepy looking Mona Lisa motherfucker. I think that everybody who actually gave him eye contact knew Oh, look, I'm in front of Fox News headquarters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not talking to you. Oh. That first woman was like, in the end, her last comment was, I don't, I don't. And she just kept walking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she doesn't. <laughs> I don't think she has. Oh, she's busy. He almost said something disparaging, I think. And then he was like, 
Yeah, she doesn't have. Uh, uh, she's busy. Fucking a. That was such a. Well, it was a very deucey moment. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was ridiculous. It was hilarious. It was. Nobody it was wanted a thing to of talk beauty. to him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you no more. <laughs> don't want to talk to you no more. You stink. You smell like my mother's pants. Uh, <laughs> there we go. I don't want to talk to you no more. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, poor Ducey. Poor Ducey. Uh, Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> they let him you, out. I bet you he was playing that song when he got back into the studio and just. Have you, I mean, they're horrible people. I mean, bourbon. Brian Kilmeade hit a baby in the face with a basketball one time. Oh, um, there was another guy. I can't remember what guy. He was on Fox and Friends, and he like, think. Oh God, what did he do? He threw. They were doing some kind of contest to like throw some heavy objects or something. Maybe Keurig coffee makers. I don't know. <laughs> but no, they, they were they were throwing some heavy objects or, or like some kind of, it was like a hammer toss or something. I don't know what it was. And this idiot from Fox and Friends like totally fucking nailed a member of a like a bagpipe band or something. I don't know what it was. But yeah, they've done horrible things on that show. Not to mention they tried to roast marsh, mini marshmallows over a can of Sterno with a plastic fucking spoon. Oh, oh wow! I missed that. Oh, there's video of it. There's video. Of it. I'll try and find oh, wow. it and share it with everybody. But yeah, Francie says I would have flipped stupid. them off. Yeah, yeah. And Cat says earbuds in, headphones on. Don't fucking bother me. Uh, living yeah, on Long Island, living, living Long Island, sexual harassment. Uh, you know, <laughs> the one guy he almost there was one guy he almost tapped him on the shoulder. And he didn't. I think Ducey at least was smart enough not to touch somebody. You know, so because uh, I don't know. You know what, Ducey? I think next time wear a MAGA hat and you'll get a lot more takers. No, not, not, no, not New York. I kid, I kid. Gee, why wouldn't they? If they're such supporters of the president, why don't they show their pride? Actually, I will say this. I think there are a lot of MAGA supporters who show up at, at um, Fox News headquarters. And they're tourists. Um, like two of them. Sure, sure. Maybe three. So, anyway, well, I'll tell you Not what. Not a lot of MAGA supporters. And, we got and the MAGA people who yeah. do go to New York, they don't generally wear their hats the past couple of years that I've been there. Oh, get out of uh, town. I would imagine not. So anyway, all right, um, uh, we got to go to the break. We don't want to keep Dusty Dion waiting too long. So hang tight. We'll be right back, and we'll get Dusty on. I'm excited for uh, Michelle and Miles to, to uh, meet Dusty on air uh, for the first time. I know you've heard him before, but it'll be fun to have you, have you chit-chat with him. Dusty Dion from the Aquarian Tabernacle Church and SaveTheSeeds.org coming up right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Ah, that's adorable. That's getting awkward. And now it's just plain creepy. KennyPick.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. 
Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Do you know what an REO is? An Oreo? R? No, not an Oreo. An R-E-O. R-E-O. Real estate? What's the O stand for? E-organization. Owned. Real estate owned. Wrong, sir. Wrong. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the Tuesday edition, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, worldwide radio for humans. And, of course, joining me, as always, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back. Welcome back, Rain. Are you there or muted or maybe not? Uh, anyway. Me? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you. I'm, I'm sorry. I just got done feeding the dogs. Oh, it's, it's okay. You know, uh, I, I, I feed the cats often, too. So. <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's all right. Welcome back. And, of course, uh, Michelle Lagon, Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM. Welcome back to the program to you. Hello, hello. And, of course, Miles Lagon, uh, Port St. Lucie, the uh, Galaxy Master. Hello, sir. Hello. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get uh, um, Dusty Dion from the Aquarian Tabernacle Church uh, added into the call here. Get him on his uh, cellular, cellular telephone. And, of course... Uh, he uh, contacted me last week about wanting to come on and talk about all these heinous abortion laws and the religious um, implications. And and uh, uh, well, anyway, I'll let him speak for himself. The one, uh, oh, here, let me give him a little bit of fanfare since we haven't had him on in a while, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's the one and only Dusty Dion from SaveTheSeeds.org, and of course, the Aquarian Tabernacle Church. Hi, Dusty. Well, hello. There's a little hello. fanfare for you. How are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. And uh, just so you know, you've talked to Rain before. Rain is on the, the program with us. Oh, Hi. hello. Hi, Dusty. How Come are here. you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. We're friends on Facebook, so it's real. Yeah, it, it's, it's for real, real, not for play, play. 
and uh, and also subbing for our our uh, regular co-host Joe is uh, the dynamic duo, the Dream Team from Port St. Lucie, Florida. Uh, Michelle Lagon, the Rogue Dungeon Master. Uh... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Great to meet you. Hello. Nice to meet you too. I just and, want to say, I, I wish Fanfare greeted me everywhere I went. That is a great way to just doesn't? supercharge your day. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. So, I know, but, uh, <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, what follows me around every day is, oh, no, not that, um, well, seriously, this. Oh, darkness, my old friend. That's what follows me around. Uh, but, <laughs> but Dusty, uh, also, uh, Michelle's hubby, uh, Miles Lagon, our galaxy master, uh, uh, is, uh, here as well. Well met? Yeah, very well met. Hello. Yeah. So, and uh, real I, quick. I just got in from being down the mountain, so I haven't been able to, and getting all my stuff ready in the 20 minutes I've been home. Yeah. So I haven't had time to listen to much of the show. Oh, I, uh, no worries. I apologize. We're you. mostly making fun of Ben Carson and Steve Ducey, so it's good. So, oh, the Oreo. Oh, and Am Amway. Oreos and Amway. Amway. Look up, ben, look up, look up Ben Carson Amway. I just learned about it on the show, uh, actually. So, oh no, yeah. I, should crazy. I should I play it? Should I play it for him? I yes. All right. Uh, here here we go. Let me. Would you do me a favor? Would you find out and would you send me a note back so we don't ever have to repeat this again? We can send you a note on that. Okay. Thank no, hold on a second. Um, uh, I I, I got to restart uh, it. It started at the end of the video. There we go. Watch again. Here, watch again. Uh, are you familiar with Amway and what it is? With who? Amway. Amway? Amway. Come on, Mr. Secretary. Um, now, I asked you this when you were here last year, and you asked me to be nice to you, <laughs> and you turned to your staff, Amway, and you have an Amway director, and we wrote you a letter about it, and... Um, we, Office of Minority Women and Inclusion. Do you have an Amway director? Do you work with an Amway director? Well, of course we have a, an office of... Amway, not Amway. Amway. <laughs> we have... We have. Do you know who that person is? We have... Um, Do you know who that person is? I cannot give you the name. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He is a gem. I, oh. I would appreciate it more if he said, "Yes, we have a director, and she gives us Oreo cookies." Yeah. Oh my oh. Gosh. He used the Pokemon 2000 theme song as one of his speeches. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Oh no, 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 no. Actually, no, no. That was, you're wrong. You're wrong. That was Herman Cain. That was Herman Cain, not Ben Carson. Yeah, that was Herman Cain, uh, where he ripped off the Pokemon. I remember that. So, okay, was yeah. was Ben Carson the one who got his tax code from The Sims? Oh, nine nine was that Ben Carson? No, that was Herman. That was Herman Cain as well. That was Herman Cain as well. No, uh, Ben Ben Carson is one menagerie of Ben Carson is uh, the pyramids were grain silos. That's him. Yeah. Oh, that's man. Carson. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but anyway, Dusty, that's not what we're here to uh, talk to you about today. Uh, 
you uh, you messaged me last week, and I thought this was a great idea. You wanted to come on and speak from a theologian's point of view, uh, of course. And just so everybody knows, Dusty is a pagan, uh, not not an evangelical uh, or you know a Christian. Um, and uh, you uh, will tell tell everybody you you messaged me about all these horrendous abortion laws, and I I, I really want to get your your take on this. Yeah, and I appreciate you having me on. By the way, it, this is a this is a rough time. That we have a lot of like crazy Venn diagrams that are all mashing up with each other, like a Handmaid's Tale and 1984, and mm-hmm. we're just sitting in the center of it. And I I don't know how we got here. You should listen to that 12 year old kid who talks about how all of our universes are smashing into each other because we changed the molecular uh, weight of one atom. <laughs> yeah, when we. <laughs> turned on the hadron collider like sure the way things look in our world is the best example that that is happening uh but i am i just got elevated actually i am now the archpriest of the aquarian tabernacle church which oh congratulations uh, one of the largest thank you it's one of the largest wiccan churches in the entire world and one of the ones that is responsible for suing the government so that pagans could have tombstones with pentacles on them. We also helped sue the USS Chandler, which I've been told is the single most important thing that's ever happened to let pagans Mm -hmm. worship openly in the military. And this that's going on with us. So we have a, we, we also killed SB 129, the Mm -hmm. anti-gay law in Georgia. So we have a long history of making sure that our rights are met on equal terms. Hey, you're very, very welcome. You're very welcome. I'm, and, and let me look up. Uh, let me let me just also yeah. apologize. I should have mentioned that you're you're a Wiccan priest, and I, I introduce you as a pagan. So it's more specifically okay. a Wiccan. Well, it's so. like saying Christian versus Baptist. Yeah, it's okay. So there you go. Yeah, I I am pagan. Perfect. I just happen to uh, work in a. Wiccan tradition. I am Wiccan. I'm, I work in a Wiccan church, uh, but I make sure that I keep things level for pagans in general. You know, nice. uh, a lot of people, a lot of people look to Wicca to be sure that it's making our laws fair for them, even mm-hmm. though they're in the background being a solitary in their house. So when these laws came out, these, these abortion bill six week abortion laws and Alabama's insanely diminutive law came out, all I could hear from the people that were for them was that this is a moral issue, that it was an affront to God to have an abortion. And whenever I hear that, I have to ask which God, because there's a lot. Well, and 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 I always can... I, I always contest that the God of the Old Testament is, if if it's to be believed, is the greatest abortionist of all because he drowned every pregnant woman and uh, innocent child on the entire planet, save one family. Yeah, and do you know how many laws there are of Moses? There's more uh, than 600 laws of Moses, and how oh, many wow. of them do you think mention abortion? Um, I don't know. There's one about boiling a, a kid in its mother's milk. Abortion, <laughs> there, abortion is not, uh, uh, it's, the Bible's not against abortion. It's not. No. Numbers no, chapter not. 5, verses 11 through 31 tells yes. you how to conduct an abortion. Yep. The only thing that it says against abortions is that if uh, uh, 
woman has a miscarriage because of a fight, the man who caused it has to have a fine, and if the woman dies, the man has to be put to death. Yeah, that, that's, and that's, that's in the yeah. Old Testament, that's right? That's miscarriage. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah, and it even says in the Bible that life begins at breath. And it says it multiple different times mm-hmm. throughout the Bible. It says it in Psalm 51.5, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. <clears throat> when it's talking about... Uh, abortionists uh, citing obscure passages, they like to talk about that one, but right before that in Genesis, it says that uh, God breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life, and that man became a living soul, and the Jewish law tends to follow that exact thing. So you can't even point to Abrahamic uh, religions in general have this belief. Mm -hmm. But I'm going. I love being on your show because I can say things like this. Oh, absolutely! This is what happens? This is what happens when your country gets taken over by an Abrahamic death cult. See, they don't yeah. care about life. They nope. care about what they're going to get after life. Grab everything you can here and get your eternal salvation after you die. While the rest of us have to live through this cockamamie. And my religion believes in reincarnation. It's it's scientifically <clears throat> proven that matter is neither destroyed, unless you put it in a large hadron collider and yeah. destroy our existence, <laughs> but we'll get into that later. It's well, neither destroyed hey, nor created. You know, <laughs> Dusty... Du- one of my, yeah. one of my uh, journals from uh, mm. 1985, what you just said. I remember right. I heard that someplace, and I was like, yeah, I like that. Well, you I can't you can't destroy matter. Yeah. And so uh, therefore reincarnation to me makes sense scientifically. Oh, well, I, I a lot yeah, of but yes. uh, uh, real quick, Dusty, I, I want to play you this clip since you were talking about the the idea of divine reward. Um I, I have a great clip from True Detective for that. If the only thing keeping a person decent okay. is the expectation of divine reward, then brother, that person is a piece of shit. So there you go. <laughs> Wow. Call it like it is. So you know, when I worked in the prisons, the um I I had to be the guy that made sure that everyone played nice while they were doing their worship services. And the chaplain calls me in one day and he says he says, I have a question for you, Dusty. Why is it that when a pagan group has a mentor like you in it, that they have the lowest chance of reoffense once they get out of here? And he showed me statistics. And indeed, the pagans, when they had a person working with them, had the lowest chance of reoffense of anyone else. And I told him very plainly, we have to go through our salvation every single day. We don't have someone sitting in the sky that we can say we're sorry to that makes everything all right and absolves us. We have to absolve ourselves through our actions every single day. Amen, Amen to that. Amen. Amen. Well... <laughs> Thank you. So, it, but it's the same thing in these laws. These laws could only be set forth by people who are not thinking about mm-hmm. absolving themselves of their sins every day, Absolutely. because they're hurting people. This these, is not some of I'm these. Lo- no, please go, please, Miles. I was just going to say this is not about the sanctity of life. This is about keeping women second-class citizens. Yes, absolutely. It's not, it's not it just about women, the- though. It's it's to me it's it's right now women are being attacked, but it's it's not just women. I've 
I've actually I've actually participated in a number of pagan ceremonies. It's not just women. It, it, no. it, when when you know I, I, I've been at pagan ceremonies where women were. <clears throat> um, my friend Kate, my friend Kate Johnson from Rhinebeck, New York, was she was I, I can't remember her title, but she was kind of the head of the Wiccan um, group. And I'm sorry, it's been like 14, 15 years. But the thing is, is that everybody, everybody was welcomed, gay, straight, black, white, Mexican, um, it, it, you know, every minority, women, everybody. And I Right now, right now, I see women, straight women, women who can give birth to children. Right now, this is this is the target. And when I say right mm-hmm. now, I'm talking this these past couple of weeks. This is the target. You know, I don't I don't think that people look at what they're actually asking for. You know, some of these laws talk about. Um, how you there's no abortion for any reason whatsoever but i mean let's let's just sit back for a moment rationally and outside of partisan lines and your wife or you but a lot of these men can't put in perspective so i want them out there to hear me for a sec let's imagine that your wife and you are expecting a baby and everything's been great your mom is super happy. Your dad is happy. You are getting the nest in order for everybody. And all of a sudden, your wife starts spotting. And you're like, oh, no. So you take her to the doctor, and you find out that your wife, is, the baby has gone through something that is called um, uh, intrauterine fetal death. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, what is that? And they say, well, the baby has passed away and uh, it is possible that it could cause uh, maternal infections and hemorrhaging Mm -hmm. and it will kill the mother and it will most likely kill the mother. This is not something that just usually gets passed as a, um, you know, self-passed stillbirth and you say well what can we do and they say nothing we have laws here and i would go to jail and so for the next year for the next year you watch as your wife dies she just withers in front of you there's nothing you can do and she just dies there's not even the idea of well well they'll just deal with it with the coat hanger they'll deal with it with pushing down the stairs or getting on a trampoline or whatever cockamamie ideas that people have there's nothing you can do i think it's also important to get rid of the baby it's unless you're wealthy well yeah there's that i wrote about that the other day but uh, the um the the medical condition that dusty just talked about is something that happens usually in the second trimester well after the six to eight weeks right you know, and, which is and why it ends is, up killing the mother. Yeah, and so it, it it's just it. Uh, thank you for speaking about it from a man's point of view. I I oh, genuinely I'm about to start crying. If I saw my wife, if I saw my wife just deteriorate in front of me, and there was nothing I could do, that's being on dead ground. Yeah, and there's nothing. 
being on dead ground is no good this for is, either this side. Is why I, I am so happy to hear you say that. Um, last Friday, Kenny gave me an hour to rant. And um, did I give you a whole hour? I, mean, I was close to it. <laughs> but it what was I no, thinking? No, whole, I'm just kidding. It wasn't I'm a kidding. whole hour, but it was a good amount of time. And and um, this is something that does make me emotional. Um, people like you, Dusty, and I'm not saying this to you know puff you up, but we need more men to speak up about this because. I've said it on this show. I will say it a million times. I've had abortions, plural, because it was my right, right. as a woman. Um, and now I don't, I'm not going to have an abortion again because I'm postmenopausal, okay? But the thing is, is that I'm still out there trying to rally for women who deserve the same rights that I grew up having. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in the 80s and 90s. And I am so happy to see men standing up because we need more men to stand up for us. Yeah. We, uh, uh, you know and, what I'm and, saying, Ken, right? Yeah. And, and one thing I want to, I want to bring into this is my, where my argument generally goes with uh, evangelicals or Trump supporters or whatever, who are like, oh, you're just a bunch of libtard baby killers, whatever is I'll ask them, I'll, I'll, I'll say, here's an honest question. How many family members do you have that have been have been adopted? Now, I'm not speaking for, when I say family members, I'm talking about my family in general. My wife was adopted. Her brother was adopted. Um, my, my mother's mother and her siblings were adopted. My sister adopted two children when their mother passed away. So adoption is something that happens in my family. I chose not to have children. Susan and I chose not to have children, but I can point to my wife and say she was adopted and her parents were conservative. Her parents were conservative. Um, and when I see all these people out there accusing, you know, me of being a baby killer, which I'm not, uh, you know, and, and Rain's not, and none of us are, because abortion is a completely, you know, like Dusty said, life begins at breath. You know, there, there, this is, you know, uh, you know, the Bible says that. The Bible literally said that. But when I ask these folks, I'm like, how many folks, how many people in your family are adopted? And they'll always say, oh, well, no, it doesn't, you know, it, it, they'll never answer the question. And and then just recently, Jerry Falwell Jr. attacked a fellow evangelical uh, by the name of Dr. Russell Moore of being part of the deep state for trying to be more inclusive and less radical, uh, you know, and being less Trump cultist and more like centrist when it comes to the church now russell moore has adopted his children and he is he's he's anti-abortion but he is decent about like not being horrible towards gay people not being completely you know an asshole towards women or other other you know minorities uh, or or ethnicities whatever you know so this is this is where i come in in the fight is that all these folks out there want to say they're holier than thou and show me, show me how many, you know, kids in your family since you've chosen to reproduce or have offspring or, or, or an heir 
how many of those kids did you adopt? And usually the answer is zero. You know, Donald Trump, he's a guy who was negligent to some of his children and admitted it was admittedly negligent until they became yeah, adults and they were like we want about raising them yeah until they became adults and he was like oh i want they were like i want daddy's money okay i'm in so uh i'm sorry that was a bit of a tangent but you know it, to me that's that's the really important factor here is is if evangelicals are so monolithic in their beliefs that this is wrong that that there should never be an abortion again then tell me why would there ever be a child in a in foster care why would there ever be a child that doesn't have a permanent family anywhere in this country why did laura ingram have to adopt her kids from russia and didn't adopt kids from america Mm-hmm. That's so, a good question. I'll shut my face now. <laughs> no, too, no, those are important too many things. Kids in, in in foster care. If we're going after women, if we're going after women, I I mean I think maybe that should be a maybe that should be a point for people who are kind of pro-choice. Who I consider people who are pro-choice, pro-life. To be quite honest with you. Then maybe mm-hmm. we should say, well, where are you? Where are you guys out there saying we should uh, foster more kids or adopt more kids? Yeah, there should no. Sorry, there should no, sure not, should never be a foster no. kid. They should all be adopted, for, according to conservatives. Agreed. Go ahead, Dusty. No, I'm totally agree with everything that you said. I think that if uh, they truly believe and are pro-life, then it, the question is opened up way further than. Uh, should kids be in foster care, but to they deserve to have health care and they deserve to have food. It's not just housing. Bingo. If you're pro-life, then you need to make sure they're alive. And Education. to be alive, you need the entire pyramid to be mm-hmm. filled with the what is the pyramid of needs. Uh, the grain, si- the grain silo? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a Ben Carson joke, but go ahead. Go ahead with the pyramid of need there real quick. But yeah, I think that it has to expand way further. If you're if you truly are going to be this crazily diminutive mm-hmm. with pushing That's and lobbying word. for legislation, then you need to take care of the um I was going to say fallout, but kids lives aren't fallout, but there's going to be a lot to take care of and they need to pony up. Absolutely. I think my, they need to get the whole thing gone. Yeah. But that's, that's you know. Okay. I, I, hold on, Miles and Michelle. I want you guys to ask Dusty a question. Ask, but Dusty, um, would you be okay to hang on through the break and, and continue talking for the rest of the hour? Sure. Okay. So when we go to the break, if you can just mute your phone, we'll listen to the Green News Report and uh, – uh, do that, but I want to make sure Miles Absolutely. and Michelle uh, can get in real quick before we uh, go to the break. So, Miles, um, my my take on this the sudden rush of um, abortion laws. It is showing that the right is scared. They see the writing on the wall of how bad the the pushback, the power grab. This is them. This is their last ditch effort because they—they're desperate. When, when when Trump goes down, 
it's over. Mm-hmm. All the power that they've had, the 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 you know how the you know the the the, the cliche about how the pendulum swings. Yeah, this they have cheated with their voting uh, tactics, you know, gerrymandering and uh, voter suppression, etc. So much that it has pushed the country's, you know, uh, leadership to the right over and over and over and over and over. And they have over overreached. And the pendulum is, I mean, 2018 was the, the first sign of, you know, like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's, and you think 2020 is going to be a bloodbath. This and the and, yeah. and the good the good thing, and and you know I, I I I it's like putting silver lining on a turd, but the good thing <laughs> about these abortion laws is that it will absolutely fire up the the female vote that didn't bother to turn out before because now they've got skin in the game. Yeah, this it, it, you know, is something that matters, and the failure to turn out in the past. I, I, I really hope that they, they, mm-hmm. they see it as a mistake and they, they continue to vote in the future. Yeah, yeah. And I got to say, Miles, uh, if you feed your cat uh, tinsel at Christmas, uh, every turd does have a silver lining. Um, so, uh, but Michelle. I'm Mich- write that down. That's a great advice. <laughs> there you go. Michelle, uh, go ahead and, and uh, 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 say what you wanted to before we uh, go to the break. I'm just going to be real quick. If everybody lived their lives. Instead of real, instead of you know those that live to say, well, I'll just be forgiven, and so I can do whatever I need to do as long as I'm sorry before I die. If everybody lived their lives as if their actions had consequences, if their evil acts actually came back at them within their own lifetime, we'd all be better, better people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, <laughs> oh it's, no, I, I yeah. mean, how amazing would that be? You know, yeah. I mean, if evangelicals, uh, uh, you know, and, and uh, crazy Trump cultists really cared about this world, they wouldn't chalk, you know, uh, climate change up to being a hoax. You know, right. we, we would never have a child that went hungry in this And nation. if every time they hurt somebody or, you know, said a mean thing, if that mm-hmm. came right back into their face, you know, within their lifetime, you know, <laughs> even worse, we'd be in a much better place. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Living makes a great point. I'd like yeah. to get back to when we come back from break. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, but I Dust- do too. All right, cool. Dusty, you're cool to hang on with us uh, for the ne- uh, next segment? Heck yeah. All right. Sounds good. So got about seven minutes to go here on this break. So uh, just mute your phone and we'll come right back after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com It's Tuesday, May 21, 2019. Bullseyes all the way across parts of Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. Yet another round of extreme weather hits the Midwest. Yet another U.S. coal company goes bankrupt. BP and Shell lobbying for a carbon emissions tax... But there's a catch. There's always a catch. Plus... This is a big, bold, ambitious plan because we're a big, bold, ambitious nation. 2020 Democratic presidential hopefuls Governor Inslee and Senator Warren unveil ambitious climate policies. All of those ambitions and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. They're coming after our hamburgers, Congressman. They want to take away your hamburger. 
figures. This is what Stalin dreamt about but never achieved. What are you talking about? That's not Stalin's dream. That is the Hamburglar's dream. This is your... Green News Report. One said the state is an instrument in the hands of the ruling class, while the other said, robble, robble. Okay, Desi Doyen, this is getting redonkulous, but more bad news for the Midwest when it comes to weather. Yes, another outbreak of severe extreme storms hit across the Plains State at the beginning of this week. The National Weather Service forecast of tornadoes and flash floods was so severe that in Oklahoma, schools canceled classes and Tinker Air Force Base evacuated all of its aircraft in advance. Mm. 67 tornadoes were reported over the weekend in five states from Texas to Nebraska. Now, data on the influence of man-made global warming on tornadoes is mixed, but scientists have identified a trend toward more frequent and more powerful tornado swarms since the 1970s. And the Midwest has absolutely gotten slammed this year, one storm after another, flooding for uh, more than a month. Uh, This is getting really bad, this climate crisis of ours. More bad news for big coal. Wyoming's Cloud Peak Energy has become the latest high-profile U.S. coal company to seek bankruptcy, citing high debt and weak coal sales. Cloud Peak owes Wyoming counties nearly $15 million in taxes and fees, yet court filings show executives paid themselves nearly $11 million in bonuses this year alone. Of course they did. They need to be able to not not pay their workers their pensions after they shut down the company. The Intercept reports that Cloud Peak's bankruptcy filing also shows it was paying climate change denial groups to sow doubt about man-made global warming. That was totally worth it. And of course, as you mentioned, the question now is whether Cloud Peak will honor its cleanup liabilities to the state and its pension and health care obligations to coal miners or whether it will stick taxpayers with the bill. I don't understand. I thought Barack Obama's war on coal was over. Donald Trump was going to save the industry. Was he lying or something? Meanwhile, oil giants Shell and BP are pouring millions into a new lobbying campaign to get lawmakers to put a price on carbon emissions with the revenue returned directly to taxpayers. It's part of a proposal from Americans for Carbon Dividends, the lobbying arm of the nonprofit Climate Leadership Council. But there's a catch. In exchange for finally allowing Congress to limit their ability to pollute for free, Shell and BP want a ban on all federal carbon regulations, and (laughs) they demand immunity from climate liability lawsuits brought by cities seeking damages to pay for billions of dollars in repairs to infrastructure to withstand climate impacts. Now, why would they want immunity from that? They didn't do anything. That's what they tell us. Finally, two 2020 Democrats presidential candidates have unveiled detailed policies to address climate change if they are elected. Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts proposes mobilizing the U.S. military to prepare for and combat climate change, effectively leveraging the power of the government purse to require the military and its contractors to cut emissions at all levels, deploy clean energy infrastructure, and harden bases against extreme weather and rising seas. 
Washington State Governor Jay Inslee rolled out his Evergreen Economy Plan, an incredibly comprehensive policy blueprint to transition the entire U.S. to a low-carbon economy that he says would create 8 million jobs over 10 years. It includes items like a Climate Conservation Corps modeled after the Depression-era Civilian Conservation Corps that built much of the transportation infrastructure we still use today. On CNN, Inslee said that investments in clean energy are the best way to stimulate the economy and create jobs. We have the last chance to rescue our nation from Mm -hmm. the monster of, of the climate crisis. And we know we can grow jobs because we're doing it today. Clean energy jobs are going twice as fast as the rest of the economy. And we need a plan that uh, says not only we're going to the moon, but designs a rocket ship. And this plan is the design for an ability to grow a new clean energy economy with jobs across the United States. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. Rocket Man! This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. You know what an Oreo is? An Oreo? R? No, not an Oreo. An R-E-O. Real estate. What's the O stand for? E-organization. Real estate owned. Wrong. Wrong, sir. Wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the program, everyone. Uh, happy Tuesday to everybody. Uh, joining me as always, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello, and of course, uh, Michelle, Port St. Lucie, Florida, on loan from Mike Check Radio, the Rogue DM. Welcome back. That's me. <laughs> And Miles Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida as well. The Galaxy Master, again on loan from Adam Hebert's Mike Check Radio. Hello. Yes. Live long and prosper. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, Dusty Dion, uh, you are the Arch... What, what's your new title? The Arch uh, Pri- Archpriest of the Aquarian Tabernacle Church. Mary Aquarian everybody. Tabernacle Church. And of course, uh from Save the Seeds.org as well, right? Yes, Save the Seeds Foundation. Oh, Save the Seeds Foundation. That is I'm what sorry. Takes up all my time. So <laughs> what's what's the website for Save the Seeds? Save the Seeds Foundation dot org. Oh, okay. Save the Seeds Foundation.org. Okay, so I I was missing that one important word there. Foundation. Save the Seeds Foundation.org. So and I ha- since I haven't done it in a while, I'm going to go ahead and do uh, name-calling real quick. And, Rain, I know we have a, a special birthday uh, as well, but uh, I don't have a jingle for myself, so I'll just play this. Kenny Pick is a bad, bad, bad All man. right, let's get straight to the Oops. business. All right, I'm a bad man. 
All right, so, uh, all right, in the chat tonight, we have Mr. Adam Hebert, Mike Check Radio, of course, Francie, the Ed McMahon of the Tim Cormel Show, Heather, regular caller uh, to the program here, Jay Colley, uh, woof woof, Cat, uh, my sister from another mister in Columbus, uh, played some fun talisman the other day uh, with her and Miles and Michelle and Craig and Adam. So it was fun. And uh, Ken Sr., Kenny Pick Sr., hi, Dad. Uh, Living on Long Island is here with us as well, my fellow comic book nerd. Moon Mare, uh, who puts us in our place from time to time on the program. <laughs> uh, President. Deserved. Yes, I know. I know. We deserve it so hard, usually, when she. <laughs> um, uh, President, of course. I want President for President, uh, not Fat Donnie. Uh, and, of course, Theo. Theo Williams, good friend of Dusty Dion and fellow sci fi nerd and guru uh, listening to the program. And uh, last but not least, Mr. Tim Coromel from the Tim Coromel Show. I don't see Trojan Rabbit, but I think I, I heard him saying he was doing something. I, was, I listened to... Yeah, he left. Yeah. He I, here. Oh, okay. He, he was here? Yes. Yeah. I think he's got something going on this week, because I think Mrs. Rabbit's on vacation this week. I listened to uh, Paul's Memory Bank last <laughs> night, so... Uh, but yeah, hi everybody. Thanks for listening in the chat, and I think we might have a few other people listening... And if uh, any of you folks out there are listening and are friends with Dusty, thank you for tuning into the program. And thank you, Dusty, for hanging out for a little bit longer on the on the show with us. I appreciate it. I love your show, man. And our show loves you. So. <laughs> I, love, I love talking to Dusty. I do. I really do. I love Lamp. Oh, well, thank you. I love desk. You really love Lamp, Kenny? <laughs> or are you just looking around the room saying things? That you <laughs> I, did just, I did just play that the other day. Uh, I love <laughs> Carpet. I, I love that movie. I love Desk. Brick, are you just looking at things in the office and saying that you love them? I love Lamp. <laughs> Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. <laughs> there we go. So. I tried, oh, I was trying awesome. to do my I'm calling people on the talk show. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Well, well, well. Well, 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 said baby Jessica while having a nightmare. All right. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love playing that clip. Uh, but Rain, um, you have a very special birthday in your household. I don't know if anybody else has birthdays out there, uh, but please let us know if uh, anybody. But uh, oh, Rev Liz Hamilton uh, is out there. Do you know uh, uh, Liz Hamilton? Yes, Dusty? I do. Uh, well, Liz Hamilton is a member of the Corellian nativist tradition of Wicca ooh. and was on our Discord when I shared that I was going to be on the uh, radio and was like, oh my goodness, and <laughs> came on immediately when she found out. Well, that's very cool. And she says, oh my good, this is hilarious. Well, thank you. We're here all night. Please uh, try, uh, <laughs> uh, try the waitress and tip your beef. Uh, so... Uh, so <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yeah, so Rain, you have a special birthday tonight before we uh, proceed. I, I do. It's my Sparkle Pony's birthday. Sparkle my baby Pony? Boy Earl. 
Aww. That's his nickname. That's his yep. nickname. I, yeah, I, I know. Dusty, I know it's Sparkle. I don't know if Dusty Pony. knows that, but I know everybody in the mm-hmm. chat room and people who listen know that we are the uh, very proud parents of three English setters. And Earl All rescues. Three, huh? All rescues. Well, Earl kind of. Earl wasn't really a rescue. But oh, Earl well. is the nephew to Duke, who is our first rescue. So there I'm you not go. go in, I'm not going to go into the whole story. It's kind of a rescue story. But, but so. We, we ended up paying for his. We ended up helping to pay for his mom's vet bills because his mom had a C-section and gave birth to nine puppies. Oh, wow. Okay. So we did pay for Earl. I expected to pay a lot more for Earl, but they the, the owners of Earl's mom was like, can you just pay this much? And it was like nothing. Okay. It was nothing. Well, so, there you go. Um, and the way they made it sound was they didn't, I don't think they even wanted us to pay. They just were happy mm-hmm. that we wanted Duke's nephew to come into our home. I know this all sounds so convoluted, but anyway, Earl is three years old today, and he's our Sparkle Pony. He's Did the he? one who, in, instead of chasing birds, he chases their shadows. Is oh. fascinated with uh, laptop screens? Yes. And yeah, the snowblower. And the snowblower. Yes. I love that dog. He tries to leap as high. He he tries to leap as high as the snow coming out of the snowblower. He does. He can do a four foot (laughs) vertical leap. Yeah. He's like. He'll chase chase like reflections. Oh, that is so great. (laughs) That is so great. So anyway. I'll tell you what. So he's, he's three years old. He was born three years ago today. Well, here we go. Earl, early bird. Uh, here early you go. Bird. Early bird. Sparkle pony. Uh, here you go. And uh, here's your birthday boner. And uh, speaking of boners, I'll I'll put sound effects in of him eating his cake made of bones after this. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. There he is, eating his bone cake. <laughs> yep. He he ate it all. So I have a birthday. Oh, you have a birthday? In my Discord. Oh, okay. In my Discord, um, a girl that comes to our church named um, Cassidy. She's uh-huh. friends with Shimmer. Okay. S C H I M R, Gimmer. I don't know. His birthday's in two days, and they're listening. That is a chat room we would use back in the day when I listened regularly to Kenny Pick. Ah, the memories is what Kathy oh. is saying right now oh. in our Discord chat. <laughs> memories alone in the wait. Sorry. The Okay, so who's the birthday for? We'll repeat the birthday boner uh, there. It's Skimmer, S-C-H-I-M-R. All right. Skimmer, here's your birthday boner. And we call it the birthday boner because this is literally John Boehner singing this song. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. 
Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. I just decided to change it up there. So, uh, and also, <laughs> happy amazing. birthday to Caitlin Chris. Caitlin, oh my God, I got to play it again. I just oh. found out about this. Caitlin Chris, she hasn't been in the chat room for a while. All right. Caitlin, Chris, and then I'll she, play. It. She listens. She listens to the show. She does. Every, she listens to the week. podcast. She listens to the yes. podcast. But anyway, all right, here we go. We'll do it again. This is your birthday song. <laughs> it doesn't last too long. Hey, hey, your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey. <laughs> there we go. We just gave a Tim Cormel laugh at the end. So. Uh, happy birthday, Caitlin, Chris. We miss you um, in, in the chat. But I understand, you know, work doesn't always permit. So, uh, all right. Well, now we have like nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, uh, uh, Liz, thank you for joining our uh, our chat over here. And she even put in a profile pic. Look at that. She's dedicated. We appreciate that. We're live every Tuesday and Friday, really cool. 7 to... 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday and Friday right here on Indie Media Weekly. Yes, so we are live. We are live. We are irreverent. We can fucking swear. We can uh, play wacky audio mm-hmm. clips. And, we are and, quantifiable. And have do- Dusty so Dion. Yeah, go ahead, Dusty. I have something positive. Yes. So there's, there's a silver lining through this negativity and nastiness, okay? And it, mm-hmm. you can find it in history. Every time that we have had a president that was very liberal and helped the country move its um, services and morals more to a community mindset, more liberal mindset, it has immediately been followed by, an, and it's the word of the day, an ultrally diminutive president. But after that has happened, the entire median um, mindset of the country afterward shifted to the left after the definitive mm. president. I'll give you the examples. Mm-hmm. John, John Quincy Adams, our sixth president. Most people don't know about him because he tried to abolish slavery with a bunch of papers about how we all had equal human rights. Yes. God so, damn you, Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> so immediately after John Quincy Adams we elected the most native killingest president in the history of presidents, Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. But he was after that happened, the country, yeah, after that happened, the country moved more toward equal rights. It was the beginning of the end of extreme slavery, no, no rights for anybody, uh, only white men with property could vote sort of mentality started moving out the window. We can then move mm-hmm. to Nixon and Kennedy, right? Or Kennedy yeah. and Nixon, my bad. Yeah. And then you've got Carter Reagan, Clinton Bush, and now you've got Obama Trump. And you know what? All they're doing is making sure that trans rights, gay rights, and women's rights are going to be cemented in our future because history has repeated itself without error every time to that extent i I hope you're right and i i mean that sincerely because that's something i it it, that line of thinking is something that i've held on to for a long time i hope i i do i hope you're right i am genuinely genuinely nervous because this this person who occupies the white house right now 
is unlike. I mean, you can compare him to to um, Johnson. Was it Johnson or Jack Johnson? Trail of Tears after Jackson. Jackson. Right. Okay, thank Jackson. you. Um, you can compare him, compare Trump to him, but this this is different, and I I am nervous. And I want to go back to quickly. I want to go back to something that uh, uh, Miles said, and I don't disagree with what he said about how maybe this is going to be the thing with these these <clears throat> new abortion laws that will wake women up. Um, I I do take issue with the fact that women have women like me, and there are a lot more women like me than I think people realize have been woke to this for a long, long time. We don't need this to be told we have to get out to vote. You know, we don't, we we don't, I'm I'm trying to say this as nicely is a bad word, because I I did take issue with it. We don't need to, we don't need to be told as women, maybe this is the thing that will get us out Mm. to vote. We vote. We have been voting for for a long, long time. Sure, I'm not talking about the women that are already voting. Yeah, he's not talking about you. He's talking about those that sit back and do what their husbands tell them to do as far as voting. Or those that just don't really have an opinion. They think, oh, well, this is how my community votes. I'm just going to vote this way because it's never going to affect me. Or they don't even bother to vote. The the voter turnout for women, the percentage is too high. But he wasn't attacking you or people like us. I didn't take it. Hold on. Hold on, guys. I didn't take it. I didn't take it personally. Please don't. Please don't think I'm taking it personally. What, What I'm trying to say is that I am. I am. I'm tired of being used as a political, and this is where I speak for myself, and I think I'm speaking for a lot of other women. I am tired of being used as a political cudgel. Mm-hmm. So it, mm. I'm not saying that I, I wanted to. I, I wanted to like put a nuance to what Miles was saying because I don't okay. necessarily disagree with that. Yeah. But I am sick and tired of being used as a cudgel. Yeah. You know, for for decades, we were told abortion is a wedge issue, right? And and now suddenly, women are the wedge issue. Women who don't vote. But I vote, and right. I'm I'm being used as a cudgel. But he wasn't using you as a cudgel. He's just using he was using a specific branch of us women, not us in particular. Right. No, oh, I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I feel I, bad. I no. I don't know how to describe this. I don't. I don't. You know. No, no. I'm it's not cool. Talking. I'm not yeah. saying. I'm not. I'm I not think you guys are on ju- two different sides of uh, the Same thing. Yeah. yeah. There we go. There's the, another the thing. All it takes for evil to succeed is for the good to sit on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. And so, by sitting on their hands, I'm t- I'm specifically talking about those that don't turn out to vote. I only sit on that my is, hand when I'm when I. Include yeah. Michelle, that does not include Michelle. That is not include Randy. Does not include women that routinely and consistently mm. vote. That is not who I'm talking about. I only sit on my hand when I'm looking for a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, just trying to lighten it there, lighten the mood. But uh, we we only have a couple. Sorry to darken the mood. No, no, no. You you didn't darken the mood. I think there was just a a, a slight misunderstanding. I, I think you you guys are we're all on the same page here. You even though what? I hate I that term. This. 
I really want to say this because yeah. what Miles just said by sitting on your hand and that part, I think it's important for for our allies, our male allies, to mm-hmm. go that next step to make that really clear. Because right now, mm-hmm. there are a lot of women who are super, super sensitive, even with our allies. And you know what? Let us be sensitive. Oh, Let yeah. Let us be sensitive. And, and please, you know, if... if, if I'll put myself into this. If someone like me says, I want to say this, uh, take a step back and do do that next step by saying, sit on your hands. Does, does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Uh, I, I, I kind of understand what you're I, saying. Yeah, uh, We're sensitive. This is why last weekend I said, oh, we need more men. Yeah. And, and we need men to really, really listen to what we are saying. To really listen to what we are saying. Oh, we need men to tell other men. Yes. You know that whole saying, don't come to the black church to tell me that you're not racist. Go to your church and tell them you're not racist. Thank you. There you go. (laughs) Well, we uh, need to, men need to tell men. Yeah. Well, well, Dusty, I'll tell you what, we're at the top of this hour and I'm sorry we didn't have a little bit more time uh, with you for this, uh, but let's let's work some time out and we'll actually get you back on and just get you in a, a co-host position for a, a night. That'll be fun. And um, man, that'd it, be it, awesome. If you can spare the time, we'll we'll put you on our short list of co-hosts. So that could be fun. Yeah, that would be awesome. Can I give a quick plug? I started a podcast. It's on internationalpaganradio.com. Okay, that's all. Called no, that well, what, what, what's the podcast called? That Pagan Life. That Pagan Every, Life. It's uh, once a week. Yep, it's once a week. It airs uh, at like 1 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning Eastern, 9 o'clock in the morning Eastern, and 8 o'clock at night. Eastern, and then it'll be on my wife Bella's Patreon for free afterward, uh, after it's aired for the day. But it's really cool. It's called That Pagan Life. I think we. I think we need talking to people. I think we need to talk about getting that on Indie Media Weekly too in a time slot. Ooh, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. We have some. uh, We have some space available, so let's talk, brother. That'll be awesome. We would that 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 sounds like a must-have for me. Okay. Cool. It can be whatever whatever length you want. I don't I don't care about that. So we're good. And by my people, I mean I'll give you a call later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk on Facebook. So and yeah. Uh, but yeah, very cool. And I also friended uh, Liz Hamilton over on Facebook too, Reverend Liz Hamilton. That is hashtag that pagan life. So. Very cool. Well, Dusty, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, it's always great catching up with you. And yeah, we, we definitely need to talk to you more on this show because uh, you know, as an atheist, I really value uh, I really value your insight into spiritualism because I'm a spiritual atheist. I'm not going to lie. I I, I I value the idea that you know I don't think I'm just nothing. You know. Uh, I like to think that, you know, what I do in this, this life in this world, uh, could potentially make a difference and, and, and do some good. So uh, I think we're definitely, uh, working towards the same goal in that respect. But, um, but yeah, uh, it was great talking to you again. And, um, 
Uh, sorry, we got to cut you loose right now, but say goodbye, guys. Say goodbye to Dusty. Goodbye, Dusty. Bye, Dusty. Bye, y'all. No. And uh, oh, and what's the best way for people to uh, get in touch with you? Uh, you can go to atcwicca.org, or you can give me a call at three six zero seven nine. Well, no, don't do that. Don't give you. Don't give your. No, 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 no. Don't give your phone number. <laughs> oh, that's the church number. Oh, okay. That's all right. Church number. That's a business line. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I, I'm sorry. I talked over. Go ahead and give your church number one uh, one more time. Oh. 360-793-1945. If you look up the Aquarian Tabernacle Church, we are so interlocked into Google, you can find us and all of our information. So, if That's between, awesome. Between 12 and 8. Yeah, very good. So, yeah, do, go do a Google church, everybody. Don't do a Google church. You're going surfing on the internet. There you go. Um, but, all right, Thank Dusty. Thank you for trying to protect my, my innocence. By okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was naive, uh, but uh, anyway, no, I appreciate that, Dusty. Very good. Uh, and go to savetheseedsfoundation.org to learn more about that as well. And we'll talk about uh, all that and more the next time we get you on. We'll 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 chat soon, brother. righty. bye bye, y'all. All right, take care. Later. Bye. Uh, so, all right, there he goes, ladies and germs. Uh, Dusty Dion, what a great conversation we had. Uh, I always love that when. I'm like, can you stay a little bit longer? And then we force them through name calling and birthdays and stuff like that. But then we still get we still get some good gems at the end, you know. So next time uh, we'll get him. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'd love to get him on as a co-host sometime. That would be fun. But amen, amen to amen. Uh, Dusty Dion, amen. Aquarian Tabernacle Church, and Save the Seeds uh, Foundation Let's go ahead and uh, run to the break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Mayor Pete and uh, <laughs> uh, somebody needing to say somebody's safe space was ruined by Mayor Pete the other day, folks. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. But anyway, we'll be right back with lots more turn up tonight with me, Miles, Michelle and Rain right after, uh, let's say this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody, for Walk and Walk! Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> and now, on with the show. If the only thing keeping a person decent is the expectation of divine reward, then brother, that person is a piece of shit. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah. 
Miles and Michelle, of course, are sitting in for Joe Santorsa. Miles, the Galaxy Master from Port St. Lucie on loan from Mike Check Radio. Thank you, sir. Yep, yep. Did you have fun talking to Dusty? Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. Yeah, very fun. And uh, Michelle Lagan, uh, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master. Welcome back. Yes, I'm glad to be here. And it was. It was, it was very enjoyable. Excellent. I like his viewpoint. Yeah, he's a he's a really smart and compassionate guy. So uh, I would love to, yeah. you know, we uh, we've been friends for many years, and of course, I mean, how you can't come with a better recommendation uh, than our good friend Theo, you know, yeah. to say, yeah, Dusty's a good guy. And you know, the funny thing is, and we didn't talk about it this time around, but Dusty and I know like a ton of the same people from Kent, from Kent, Ohio. Uh, we, we, he, he, I think he actually saw my old band kill the hippies before. Uh, so he's, he's younger than me. Um, so, uh, but, but yeah, he, uh, he and I ran kind of, uh, um, in the same circles, uh, back in the day in Kent and, uh, and yeah, we'll get, we'll get him on again and talk about that and much more. But, uh, and last but not least, uh, my adoptive sister, down in uh washington dc <laughs> uh rain from four freedoms blog welcome back to you sis hello my brother from another mother or something yeah let's, sister from know. another let's mister. go with that yeah i love dusty i do he's great yes so i want I, I to talk to him more yeah, oh, it's going to happen, and I would love to, you know, again, put his podcast on the network, so I'll talk to him about that later, because uh, that was, uh, you know, I, I did not know he started a new podcast. Um, we he, he did do, uh, we, we were trying to work together for a while, he, he had another podcast a while back, but um, it, he had some stuff come up, and, you know, obviously he's super busy with the church and of course uh, save the seed the save save the seeds foundation all that but i'm glad to see that he's um working on a new podcast because that will be awesome to add to the network so anyway welcome back everybody uh let's go ahead and get into uh something that upset fat donnie mr hamburgers himself very upset his safe space was invaded everyone he of the thin <laughs> He, Captain Shart Boy of the Thin Skin. Oh, no, no. He turned on Fox News and there was a mean old libtard over there. Uh, and that's Mayor Pete Buttigieg, uh, of course, uh, was doing a town hall. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say this if I did. I think I said this before, but seriously, Elizabeth Warren and any anybody else on our side who's running for president go on to fox news mayor pete is a testament to why you should go on 
Go talk to Shepard Smith. I'm conflicted about this. Go. Uh, I'm saying, you know, um, one word of of um, wisdom that I, I, if we have time to get to it, uh, from Britt Hume on Fox News. He said, politics is about addition, not subtraction. You're not going to see Trump on MSNBC. You're not going to see Trump on CNN. So, I'll tell you what. Everybody who's running for president on the Democratic side, go on to CNN. Go on to MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, all that. And go on to Fox News. Because I... I, I after what I saw from uh, Pete Buttigieg, the thing is, people aren't going to go. And I think pe- only people who want to see them speak are going to go. And Pete Buttigieg, I think, is a testament to what happened here. And Chris Wallace was the was the moderator. But listen to this first clip, and it's kind of long. Uh, but this is Mayor Pete. Uh, and he go he's asked you know about trump and he opens up even more and actually went after the fox hate people you know the the fox hate uh speech uh folks that you know the the laura ingrams the tucker carlson's the sean hannity's he called them out he called them out on fox news and that's a powerful thing to me so uh, listen to this, and then, then we'll discuss more. Let's talk about, and, I, and I'm less talking about policies than the dynamic of running against Donald Trump, because yep. as we saw in 2016, he is a formidable candidate and a very unconventional candidate. Right. He's already making fun of your name. He's making fun of your looks, comparing you to Alfred E. Newman. Uh, if you say, what me worry right now, I could, I'll give you $10, by the way. <laughs> but ser- seriously, how... How do you how would you deal with him? Because that's what one of the concerns, I think, for Democrats, who can be on the debate stage and who how would you handle the insults and the attacks and the tweets and all of that? The tweets are. I don't care. (laughs) But and that gets a lot of applause here. The fact is, it's a very effective way for him to reach tens of millions of Americans. Well, it's a very effective way to command the attention of the media. And uh, well, I think that, that, you know, we need to make sure that we're, we're changing the channel from this show that he's created. Because what matters, and I get it, look, it's mesmerizing. It's hard for anybody to look away. Me too. It is, it is the nature of grotesque things that you can't look away. <laughs> um, On Fox News. But every time we're looking at the show and the latest tweet and the latest silly insult, uh, what we're not looking at is the fact that we're the ones trying to get you a raise and they're the ones blocking it. We're the ones trying to preserve your health care and they're the ones trying to take it away. Uh, we are the ones who are actually prepared to deliver on something like paid family leave and they're against it. Their positions, as a general rule, are unpopular. And if we focus on what's going to happen in your life, in other words, if we make it less about him and more about you, Paradoxically, I think that's actually the best way to defeat him. Now, the other thing we've got to do is we've got to find people where they are. You know, a lot of folks in my party were critical of me for even doing this uh, with Fox News. And, and I've, I, I've heard that. <laughs> and, and I get where that's coming from, especially when you see what goes on with some of the opinion hosts on this network. I mean, when you've got Tucker Carlson saying that immigrants make America dirty. When you've got uh, Laura Ingram comparing detention centers with children in cages to summer camps summer 
camps, then there is a reason why anybody has to swallow hard and think twice before participating in this media ecosystem. But I also believe that even though some of those hosts are not always there in good faith, I think a lot of people tune into this network uh, who do it in good faith. And, and there are a lot of Americans who my party can't blame if they are ignoring our message because they will never hear it if we don't go on and talk about it. And so it's why, whether it's going into uh, the viewership of Fox News or whether geographically it's going into places uh, where Democrats haven't been seen much, I think we've got to find people where they are, not change our values, but update our vocabulary so that we're truly connecting with Americans from coast to coast. All right, Mayor, we've got to take a break here. Uh, I'm going to say amen to all that. Amen. Man. Because wow. I, I know I'm getting pushed right to Fox's face. I'm getting pushed back from Adam saying, you know, it gives Fox News legitimacy. Uh, they what? can claim to be a legit news outlet. And Rain, you uh, tell tell folks what uh, you said. I'm I'm with Adam on this. I'm really mixed about it. I mean, the very next morning, Fox and Friends came out and knocked mayor pete for his appearance Mm -hmm. i'm i'm i really don't know where i stand on this because i honest to god feel like what what elizabeth warren said was full frontal legit that she's not going to give give a hate merchant which she basically said it she said that you know they they push hate i get that i get that too and so I'm really, really mixed about it. I mean, here's here's the next step. Here's the next step. What Mayor Pete did and said was amazing. Mm-hmm. But are we going to expect all of our candidates to do and speak the same way? No, of course not. We would never do that. I don't know if we should be out there giving legitimacy to a propaganda outfit. That's kind of where I stand. Yeah, uh, Michelle, what were you saying? I say no, n- not n- not each candidate is their own person, their own specific type of person. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold all of them to go on the Fox News and or anything like that. I just want to hear what the candidates have to say. Yeah, they yeah. can say that on MSNBC and CNBC. But and- I but I will hear them say that on MSNBC. Other people who don't watch MSNBC or CNN yeah. will not hear what they have to say. Yeah, and our new listener, Reverend Liz Hamilton, says, uh, and others who might not know, uh, did you know that Bernie Sanders uh, had a town hall on Fox in April? I did know so that. So did Amy we, Klobuchar. We, we did know that. I, I think, isn't Klobuchar coming up? Did she already have hers, or is that next week? I think she did. Next week. I know there's another one coming up next week. So I mean, like I said, I'm really mixed about it because I don't want to give a propaganda outlet mm-hmm. legitimacy. And I, I really feel like this is important. You know, here's the thing. We we love yeah. all of our we love all of our candidates. Except you, Tulsi. Um Yeah, Tulsi. Seriously. Tulsi Get out of here. She can just go go away. We I I love, I really do, I, lo- I don't want to say love, but I do, I like all of our candidates. I am really concerned with us giving Fox News legitimacy, because it's oh, a propaganda network. I understand that. Are we going to pretend that it's not? How many times have no. I played clips over the last couple years, though, 
of uh, Chris Wallace and Shepard Smith actually doing good journalism and news. Yeah. Can, yes. Can I? Can I say Michelle? Though? Yes, Michelle. Please. Um, the morning show. Uh, this is how much I watch uh, Fox. It's Fox and Friends, right? Mm-hmm. They're the ones that came out after the interview the previous evening and started picking it apart and and being general Fox News douchebags, right? Uh, yeah. Fox, uh, uh, Fox and Friends, it has no legitimacy. They are a propaganda outfit. Carl, uh, Tucker, what, what schmucker? Yeah, he's, Tucker he Carlson. Is, he is, a, he is a racist, uh, propaganda outfit. A white nationalist. Yeah, but look at what, look at what happened with Laura Ingram after Pete Buttigieg. I didn't Laura even. Laura is, is a, is, is, is a kook as well. Are yeah. we going to pretend here's the thing. I'm going to say this legitimately. Are we nope. going to, I shouldn't say, are we going to pretend? My concern is, is I, I, I don't disagree with what you guys are saying, but when you see that Laura Ingram last night, was it last night? It doesn't matter when it was. She now has her platform where she mocked Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're going to do that. Not a lot of people. I need to know how many regular people watch regular news on Fox and how many people watch the the propaganda part. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about this. Well, I'm not saying that they should or shouldn't, but I'm concerned about it. I I have have my thoughts. Okay. Okay. I am not conflicted. I am absolutely for taking them on. For me, I don't see the Fox viewership as a wide, solid slate of black. Not monolithic. No. There's going to be your absolute racists, your your far right wing uh, religious nuts, your 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 typical, you know, I'm so rich I can't even bother to go smell the little people's poo. That (laughs) those people you can't reach. Yeah. Write them off. Now, there's going to be a certain segment of their viewership that is in the shades of gray. And I am all for going on their show and acting like a little bit of sandpaper and peeling away the few little percentage points we can do. You take on that propaganda. Mm -hmm. You don't let them just sit there and spew it uncontested. Now, you want to say that gives them legitimacy? I think what what, uh, Buttigieg did did not give them legitimacy. He called them out on their... What what word did he He put them on the defensive. Damn right he did. So I absolutely disagree. I am all for taking them on and dishing it out. Yeah. Don't don't let don't get don't let them stand up there on their soapbox and and speak to the high hills without any uh, yeah. opposing voice. There used well, to be what was it the um, what was it that Ronald Reagan took away the the fair the, the fairness doctrine fairness doctrine yeah yeah that's gone and that's what gives mm-hmm. Fox News the ability to get out there and spew that shit. 24-7. Here's something. People getting on there and contesting it. Yeah, go ahead and ask a question, but I got a bit I got a big point I want to make here in a moment. But 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 go ahead, Rain. I just a legitimate question that I have to ask. Are are Dems, are we the people who support our nominees going on that network, legitimizing them? No. Making them more mainstream. No, we're 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 we are ex- being swayed. We are exploring. That wasn't my question. We no, when you say rain. What is it you're saying? 
Rain, I'm saying, I, are you I, concerned I, about legitimizing Fox News? I am not. I I am not because what I am for is exploiting the schism, exploiting the divide. Because I have a piece of audio here I want to play for you guys that plays right into this. And yes, it's part of the schism. Let them fight. All right. Listen to this. Um, uh, Washington Post media critic Eric Wemple visited the Fox News Summit in Scottsdale, Arizona the other day. And it was very interesting. You're going to want to hear this. Listen to, listen to this. I love Fox. On for the time we wake up in the morning. Until so we go to bed at night. I do love Rachel. I love Rachel. Hey, tell the truth. Such was the sentiment in Scottsdale, Arizona, where hundreds upon hundreds of fans of Fox Nation assembled to get a little bit closer to their stars. Talk to these folks, and you'll hear a few names repeated over again. Fox News host Tucker Carlson. The world's poor, they tell us, even if it makes our own country poorer and dirtier. Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, the Fox and Friends crew, Ainsley Earhart. These are the opinion side stars of Fox News, and they are ever so popular. Laura, 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 Laura. Sean Hannity tells the truth and he digs deep. Hillary would have been elected if it wasn't for Hannity. I do watch The Five. Watch Tucker because of his boldness. He's a madman. He's so authentic. I love Tucker, though, because he is genuine and he laughs like a girl. I know you like to carry water for the liar-in-chief. I know you like... In February 2017, I appeared on Tucker Carlson's show myself. And we got into it, and he yelled at me and lied about my work. Wait one second, Mr. Carlson. Wait one second, okay? And yet there's a high-pitched laugh. I, pr- I appreciate the high-pitched laugh. Anyway. I expressed some remarkable facial expressions that he later memorialized on a mug that he gives out to people on his quiz show. So this is an item of interest to the Fox Nation crowd. Oh, You're the guy in the mug, are you? You're the guy in the mug, right? Does Tucker Carlson give you like a nickel for every one of the mugs he gives out? Tucker, you send Eric Wemple, but you don't send any mugs. What's with that? You're just so much better looking a person than you are on the mug. As you talk to the Fox Nation fans, you'll notice one omission, and that is any mention of the quote-unquote news side, people like Chris Wallace. Yeah, Bear, listen to this. Martha McCallum. When I asked them about Chep Smith, his voice is so irritating. Oh, God damn you. Shepard Smith's voice is irritating? What about Laura Ingram or Janine Pirro or Sean Hannity or... Oh, my... Seriously, Shep Smith has an irritating voice? Shep Smith. Uh, I'm looking up... Uh, 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 here, here we go. Here's a clip from Shep Smith. Here we go. What is the ruckus? That's not irritating. That's that's a thick, deep, wonderful voice. But yeah, they're all freaking out about Chep Smith. Oh, well, and then what, the the biggest insult they can hurl at Chep Smith here coming up. I have to turn it off. What's wrong with Chep? He's a Democrat. News He's a Democrat. He's a Democrat. So even Fox News right now, as we're conflicted as to whether or not, and I understand Fox News overall is a hate machine. It's a propaganda machine. It's pro-Trump. But Shep Smith is not. Chris Wallace is not. To a lesser degree, uh, people like, um, uh, well, Cavuto's on Fox Money or whatever that is. 
Uh, you know, uh, Brett Bear. Brett Bear's an asshole, but he's not Sean Hannity. But seriously, is that is that our bar? No, no, that's not our bar. This is just there are outlets that will piss off Fox News viewers and quite possibly inform people who are subjected to Fox News. Where because I used to go to a grocery store that had Fox News on all the time. It wasn't a choice of people who were shopping there. It was just like, oh, it's on, you know, or there were restaurants that had Fox News on. So if somebody stumbles upon, you know, a a town hall with uh, Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren or uh, Pete Buttigieg or Amy Klobuchar or whoever, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I have a question for Rain. Okay. So, when the right, when the um, white supremacists go out and march to protect the uh, statues and for the of the Civil War and whatnot, and you have counter protesters showing up to yell them back and bring out their message, do you believe the counter protesters are giving the white supremacists validation? Um, can you repeat that question? Because, uh, yeah, repeat that question. <laughs> Do you believe that when white supremacists go out to spew their hate message, trying to protect the statues of the Civil War, that counter-protesters that show up to push back against that propaganda give the white supremacists validation? Um, no, and I think that's kind of a straw man argument. Well, let's not push that. That's uh, So... I- I, what do you want me to say? Honestly, I, I, what, what, I what is the answer pushing. that you want me to, to say? No, no, he doesn't want you to say anything. Uh, in, I am in, simply pointing out that when the bad guys, and we'll just say there's all kinds of bad guys, you've got your racists, you've got your rich that are uh, corrupting our politicians with uh, campaign bribe uh, uh, d- donations, you've got your right wing. Right wing um, We're not talking religious. about campaign bribery, we're talking about Fox News. All right. When I say that our country is at war, there's all kind, and the and the Fox News is the message operation of that. Which is the thing that I said is propaganda, and, and I don't like way, propaganda, and, and I don't way, I don't believe in engaging with propaganda. Another way to get the message out is by protesting. So Pete Buttigieg <clears throat> going on Fox News is protesting. He's pushing against their propaganda, yes. He's not protesting. I think he dished it back to them pretty good. Yeah, I think that you have a different... um, I think you have a different opinion than I do. Yeah, I think we have different perspectives on this. But I I don't want to... Let's not push it. Let's let's, uh, listen to the last portion of this Washington Post um, uh, clip with... um, uh what's his name eric wempel let's listen to this and then i'll i'll wrap it up and then we'll go on to the the final segment you should know you don't matter fox news is not a conventional news operation if it's a news operation at all it's a warehouse for these cultural heroes that these people believe in strongly so strongly that after they're fired two two years after they're fired they still care about them. They haven't forgotten the firing of Bill O'Reilly. 
like they got rid of Bill O'Reilly. Has he killed anybody? He really missed Bill O'Reilly. What do you think of the reasons why he was uh, let go? You know, who cares? You come to realize that the opinion people, they are purveyors of what their fans view as the truth, the truth. They trust only this one network and only these particular personalities. Does anybody trust any source other than Fox? No. Does anybody trust CNN? No. CNN sucks. Does anybody trust MSNBC? No. Well, there were a few elbows at me and the Washington Post. <laughs> Screw Basil. Fake <laughs> news. news. Clapper, go to jail. What will happen to your newspaper? But Keep on dreaming. Part, this was a, a fair and civil and cheerful crowd. My and who do you Clapper, represent? I'm with the Washington Post. Oh, Eric the Washington Post. Oh. Oh, yeah. I love the style section. That's it. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, all these critics, uh, these Fox News fans who went to the Fox Nation thing in uh, Arizona, uh, they had zero critique for opposing media except that it's bad because it's not fox news shep smith is a democrat he didn't uh i didn't hear anything in there from uh what do you think about chris wallace but i'm sure it probably would be the same had uh, eric wemple uh remembered to or or you know thought to ask them about it um, but, uh, you know, I think we're kind of at an impasse with this, whether or not it's a good idea or not. Uh, and I don't want to push it too hard, uh, you know, going forward, but I think we should go to the break. And when we come back, I have some really, really good audio of people taunting Trump for how upset he was that his safe space was invaded by Mayor Pete. I think that honestly is some of the best stuff out there is that, you know, uh, uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg went on to Fox News and totally triggered Fat Donnie into tweeting. And he was mad. And it's it's kind of like it's kind of like an ugly breakup, really. It's it's there. There's something good about this. Although I understand there are a lot of, you know, this is not great. You know, Fox going on a Fox News, not the ideal circumstance, but I think it's not a bad idea to evoke this kind of reaction, you know, and have the, I mean, and, and seriously, you know, Mayor Pete goes on there and calls out people by name on Fox News, the opinion host, and the next day, they, they're like, oh, well, yeah, well, you're a poopy head. They have nothing. They really have nothing to go after him about. You know? Okay. So 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 that's that's my opinion on this. But I don't, you know, I don't want to get too deep and heavy on this. Um, but I, I really think that if if Shep Smith or um or somebody like Chris Wallace wants to engage, do you know, a town hall with uh with any Democrat, I think they should because those guys, yeah, they're uh, on a sucky network that's full of hate and full of vitriol and full of, you know, just misplaced anger and lies. Um, uh, all lies are misplaced, by the way. Um, but uh, I really think it could be valuable in the long run for them to, you know, try and reach some folks 
from you know the their their audience in their more mainstream audience not those freaks that we heard in the you know standing in line to go you know get their foreheads signed by brian kilmeade hey brian kilmeade can you draw eyebrows you don't have on my forehead um you know so anyway Let's go ahead and uh, run to the break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night with uh, uh, me, Rain, Miles, and Michelle right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. All of us need to stop focusing on the lobbyists and the bloggers and the talking heads on radio and KennyPick.com. Ah, banana oil. Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. 
And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C., and thank you, Port St. Lucie. Welcome back to the show. And, of course, thank you, Scranton. Uh, There ain't no party like a Scranton party because a Scranton party don't stop. Uh, Joe will hopefully will be back with us on Friday. Uh, But, you know, he had some stuff come up, so uh, we'll see what happens. But welcome back to the show, everybody. And thank you once again to Dusty Dion and uh, uh, Reverend Liz departed our chat room, but we're now friends on Facebook. So hopefully she'll show up back uh, on the program again uh, and uh, join us for some more hijinks and a hoot nanny and a and a hullabaloo and anything else that starts with an H that means party. So I don't know. Uh, all right, so l- let's get back to this. Um, you know. I know we're a little bit divided um, on the Democrats going on to Fox News. I get it. They're, you know, I, I, I definitely understand why we don't want to legitimize Fox News. But at the same point, I think that we can um, find the weakness in their armor and, and, and come in from behind and do what Mayor Pete did. Because... I want to play you this clip. This was from his closing remarks. This is the the you know a relatively short clip, but um, Mayor Pete doing this town hall on Fox News with Chris Wallace, and he's like, "Yeah, here's your here's your parting shot." This is and this is what happened. Well, first of all, thanks again for the opportunity, and thanks everybody for being such a great audience. Um, I, I suppose I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't begin by saying that if, if you like what you heard but you want to learn more, since we covered a lot of things, but uh, an hour goes by fast, uh, I'm hoping that you'll go to PeteForAmerica.com and uh, learn more about our campaign, learn more about uh, my positions. Uh, look, what we're trying to do here is different because the moment that we're in is different. I get that a millennial Midwestern mayor is not what leaps to mind when you think about a prototypical candidate for president. Uh, but I also think we're living on, a mo- if it's hard to figure out what's going on right now, it's because we are living on one of those blank pages in between chapters in American history. And what comes next? 
could be ugly or it could be amazing. And uh, I believe running for office is an act of hope. And so is voting for somebody and supporting somebody and volunteering for somebody. I hope you'll join me in making sure that that next era is better than any that we've had so far. Thank you, Mayor, and thank you. Wow, a standing ovation. Thank you, Mayor. Thanks to our audience here at Stevens High School in Claremont, New Hampshire, for your terrific questions. Standing ovation on Fox News. A live broadcast of a standing ovation for a Democratic candidate on Fox News. To me, that was powerful. To me, that was a powerful statement to say that, yeah, we're so low right now that some people might be looking for hope in, of all places, Fox News. Can I ask? Uh, okay. Can, uh, I no, to, I, I want to you ask to ask this yeah, seriously. Please. Are we going to ignore what Elizabeth Warren said? Um, I'm not going to ignore what she said, but I'm going to disagree with what she said. It, okay well well uh, no no uh, i i want your thoughts on this i want your thoughts uh, is she right is she 100 percent right because i want to i want to read what she said please do days ago please do when she said i love town halls and ken i'm not angry at you i'm just i'm just i know you're not about all of this because i'm really conflicted Mm -hmm. so <clears throat> she said, I love town halls. I've done more than 70 since January, and I'm glad to have had a, a you know, television audience. Okay, bloop. And then her next tweet was, um, Fox News is a hate-for-profit racket that gives a megaphone to racists and conspiracists. It's designed to turn us against each other, risking life and death consequences to provide cover for the corruption that's rotting our government and hollowing our middle class and and there's there's she she went on to say a lot of stuff that was really important she's and right it was stuff that we've we've talked about here on this show she's about right Fox News. she is absolutely right she is and absolutely right but when you get somebody on there who says it gives a message that is completely contrary to what they stand for. To me, that's a powerful thing. That's walking into a room, you know, uh, that, that, uh, there's uh, a reason why she didn't walk into that room. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is the thing that I'm trying to get to. All right. I'm not trying to knock mayor Pete or Bernie Sanders or anybody else. I think it was Amy Klobuchar. I'm not yeah, trying Klobuchar to, knock, is you know, knock them. But the fact she actually went so far to say that Fox News is struggling to get advertisers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and she went on to say that if any, she pretty much said that any Democrat who goes on there, it, it's going to just help their advertising. I'm really conflicted about this, guys. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I, I think I Fox am. News' advertising is uh, already on the downward spiral. And yeah, you know, you're going to have hiccups here and there. Democrats My, going on their show is going well, to help their advertising, according to 
Elizabeth Warren, and I Trump was on that. MSNBC I'm, like every fucking morning on fu- uh, on uh, yeah, uh, well, Morning Joe, Joe, and look what happened. I'm, I don't care about Fox's bottom line. I care about their viewers, and I'll point out again: you can't change the ones that are so rabid that they're not going to change the way they vote. Yeah, it's like the ones, the ones... sandpaper away that, that that we show up and they go, oh, you know what? Bujed said something that made that that struck me, that made sense to me, and he goes, "You know what? I, you know," and they look into it a little deeper, and they go, "Holy crap! The right wing is screwing me over." Those are the people that have those kind of epiphanies that we want to switch over to our side, and I believe those people exist. You really think that? Okay, you do. We're talking percentages. Yeah, I'm not, but I know. okay. Michelle, what are your th- what are your thoughts on this? Nothing to say. I'm good. All right. Well, oh, 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 I turned my mic up way hot. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. I, I think, I think that what mics. Elizabeth Warren posted on May 14th is really worth listening to. And I really respect her for saying that. And she didn't disparage any other uh, of our candidates. And yeah, I, I, I believe and respect what she said. Um. I, I, I'm with you on that, but I think that you can possibly, like, like I said, find the weakness in their armor. And that's the thing after Pete Buttigieg was on, uh, Fox news, what happened? Trump cried. Trump. And for me, that's a good, so hard. So That's a hard. Good thing. If and he let hates me, it, it's a good thing. Yeah. And let me let, let me try and bring this around a little bit, a little bit. Because we don't have a lot of time left. This is Anderson Cooper's ridiculous uh after Mayor Pete was on Fox News. This is his ridiculous uh from, from last night. Time now for the ridiculous. And tonight, the world's biggest, most elegant cable news fan has gotten his foxy loxy tail in a twist. That's right, President Trump, a man who thinks journalism is an hour-long phone call where Sean Hannity spoon-feeds him topics like pre-chewed cream of wheat, is on a tirade against his most favored network. Their offense? Fox's actual news division, not their morning zoo crew or primetime propaganda pack, invited a Democrat to appear on its air And it wasn't like some weekend at Bernie situation. It was an actual living Democrat with an actual pulse. The president tweeted yesterday in part, quote, hard to believe the Fox News is wasting airtime on Mayor Pete, as Chris Wallace likes to call him. Does that sound like a jealous 15-year-old boy to you, Snapchatting his bestie late at night, unsure of exactly what he's feeling and why he feels the way he does? Oh, my God, it's hard to believe Jenny would be wasting time on Pete, or Peter, as Chris likes to call him. Oh, the betrayal. When the network you love and rely on for advice and support suddenly gives a platform to someone else, and they give them a standing ovation, someone who's young, an actual Rhodes Scholar, somebody who went to, went to war, who was a veteran. Ugh. The president, how could they? The president continued his mean boy texting, probably to his best friend, Corey. Gee, he never speaks well of me. I like Mike Wallace better. And Alfred E. Newman, he'll never be president. Hee <laughs> That's what I imagine him saying, giggling after he writes Alfred E. Newman. First of all, Mike Wallace, the late great 60 Minutes legend, who was a friend of mine, passed away in 2012 and is therefore unavailable for interviews. I think his, his response would be, 
come on. That was one of my Wallace's favorite responses when someone said something absurd. Chris Wallace is a very fine journalist in his own right. Also, the Alfred E. Newman bit that President Trump keeps doing, trying to compare uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg to a fictional Mad Magazine cartoon character from 1956 with a gap tooth, only underscores that the president's stockpile of fossilized nickname nuggets seems to be running as low as his credit line with anyone other than Deutsche Bank. Soon, he's going to be making references to, like, Doris Day, who just passed away, or, or I don't know, Beetle Bailey. By the way, ah, here's how blind Beetle President Bailey. Trump's devotion is to Fox News. He thought it would be a good idea to appear on a Fox weekend show airing last night opposite the Game of Thrones finale. <laughs> no, it actually wasn't the president's Islamophobe in arms, Judge Jeanine Pirro, but don't worry. She was still on air this weekend doing her best impression of that Amtrak seatmate you just cannot get away from. <laughs> Grab your popcorn, junior mints, or whatever makes you happy. The real show is about to begin. This will be true reality TV. No scripts, no rehearsals, just a gang of criminals pointing fingers at each other their own hides a version of true crime and the reality show survivor what wow. who wrote that yeah Biting. really talk about a way to turn me off junior mints anyway judge <laughs> janine thinks real life is like survivor which is interesting because her show is sort of like law and order when a suspect represents herself at trial and then punches the bailiff in the throat it's hard to imagine the president would actually boycott fox news though i'm surely he'll be back on the phone with hamandy sometime soon like one of those over, overnight you know late night talk radio callers riffing about area 51 if there's anything that calms an angry president trump it's being fed like a bird by fox news prime time on the ridiculous. Yeah. So I amen uh, to Anderson Cooper for I mean amen. seriously. Amen. There's something he said that I feel is important. Well, uh, go ahead. He singles out the difference between the opinion hosts and the legitimate news part of Fox. Yeah. Which I know a lot of people will take issue with, but we have been providing uh, on this show for at least the last year. I have a lot of Shepard Smith and a lot of Chris Wallace from the last year. And it, 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 it warms my heart when I play that stuff on the show. When they go after Trump for, or Andrew Napolitano of all people, you know, go after the, you know, the, the criminality of, uh, the Trump cult, you know, going onto Fox news might legitimize them, but when Andrew Napolitano or Shep Smith or Chris Wallace, you know, actually state facts about the criminality and the ugliness and the weirdness that's going on with the Trump cult and the, the this administration, um, they're actually legitimizing it before they even have a town hall with Mayor Pete or whoever else. I remember they, some guy being interviewed by some news article uh, uh, anyway it, it had to do with obamacare and it talked about pre-existing conditions or whatever blah 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 and how the republicans are totally against it and they interviewed a republican and he said wait it does what and then the more they talk to him he's like oh crap i guess i'm a democrat now those are exactly the people i'm talking about the people that look at the reality and just go oh my best interests are served by yeah Oh, wait, are you talking about an Amway Oreo? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Rain, what are your thoughts uh, after the the Anderson Cooper uh, thing there? My my thoughts are the same. I yeah. My thoughts are the same. I. I well, I can what go about back and I can find out the research into how many independents and how many Democrats and how many Republicans listen to Fox. I don't feel like we need to find and reach out and get Fox viewers to vote for us. I'm not into that. I'm really not into that. I'm into kind of getting getting us to find people who don't vote or independents. Mm-hmm. That this is where well, I am. I I'm I am deeply I'm let, I love you guys, but I'm deeply I, in disagreement I, with you on this. I, I <laughs> love you too, you know, as a sister. But cat uh, cat made a um a point in the chat room, and this is what I was trying to say earlier. She said Fox News is on the TVs in airports, hotels, truck stops nationwide by default. Some of the people who have no control over the TVs may get exposed to the Democrats' message by these appearances. What I do you think? I don't disagree of the- with that either. I don't okay. disagree with that either. But I also go with what what uh, Elizabeth Warren said, and what she said is me appearing on Fox News is going to add to add revenue. Okay, she's not dumb. No, I know she. Uh, I'm not saying she is. I I didn't say that. I I know I'm not accusing you of 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 saying that. I think that she made a really valid point in in when she said it's it's time for us to not help them make money. I'm willing to give Fox a little bit of money if it pisses off Trump. Yeah, you see, I'm not because I I don't I don't like to play that game. Oh, I like to piss Trump off. I like him emotionally off balance. I like him making mistakes because when you think emotionally, you make mistakes. I do yeah, too. Well, I don't. I don't play that because I think the things are much more high risk. All right, I'm going to play one last clip based on what Miles said. Unless Michelle, did you want to chime in on this at all? No, I'm good. Thanks. All right, one last thing. Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon talking about Trump on Fo- or uh, Mayor Pete on Fox News and Trump freaking out about it. D. Lemon is here right now, and I got to tell you, I mean, I'm better I, looking than all those Democrats. Why do they have him on? I, I mean, I'm going to break up with them. Wait, they broke up with me. What's happening? High on the list of crazy talk, but. <laughs> Um, you know, look, well, you and I take exception, especially what that nighttime lineup does is often really irresponsible, uh, in my view. Often. But they're doing their job yeah. by having on both sides. That's what they're supposed to do. He's got to know that. He's got to know that. How do you go bad on people who've carried you like a newborn <laughs> for months? Because they've carried you like a newborn for months and he said they've got to wean him off. They got to get him off the, you know, the wean teat. him off. On, <laughs> I'm glad you said it. I said T E A T. That's not what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it, and I was like, "Can I say that?" But no, they got to wean him off, and you know, so now they've got to they've got to do it. They want him to be on. 
They want the, the opponents to be on. Um, just like, you know, we had all the Republican candidates on CNN. We couldn't, you know, back in 2016 say, no, no Republican candidates, because that's not how we operate, right? Yeah. We are a true news organization, even at night. I know people uh, at Fox or the Trump folks don't like to believe that because, you know, that's their Look, whatever, they can believe point. whatever we want. You know, yeah, so they I know himself be true. But here's the irony, is they had Pete Buttigieg on uh, tonight. And spitting facts and truth. And they didn't like that. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. Tucker Carlson saying that immigrants make America dirty. When you've got uh, Laura Ingram comparing detention centers with children in cages to summer camps, summer camps, then there is a reason why anybody has to swallow hard and think twice before participating in this media ecosystem. But I also believe that even though some of those hosts are not always there in good faith, I think a lot of people tune into this network uh, who do it in good faith. That's on Fox. Not a lot of MAGA hats wear even in the background when he's saying that stuff. And look, (laughs) it's the truth. You know, I mean, I'm not talking about the whole organization. I worked at Fox News. I know there are good people there to this day. But at night, you know, they are learning the lesson that everybody else has learned, D. Lemon. If you are on the president's side, it's only as warm as he wants it to be in the moment. And when he goes bad on you, the sun goes away. Oh, that's right. Oh, and apparently I missed it. You said you said the P word earlier in the show tonight, oh, Rain. Yes, yes. It was in the first hour. Don't say penis in this house! Get out of my oh. house! There you go. <laughs> I was looking at the chat, and Michelle, thank you for uh, uh, reminding me that I missed that. So. <laughs> okay, I was just responding to something living in an ass. So. Oh, no, no, I saw it. I saw it in the chat. And, of course, we suspended most of our normal activity tonight because, you know, it was uh, uh, we had Dusty and, of course, all the other news we're talking about. But... I think we're, we're going to need to agree to disagree on some of this stuff. And that's good. That's good. Because we are a party uh, as Democrats. We're not, you know, uh, to use the word again, we're not monolithic. We have different opinions on things. We're also family on this network. We are. We are. And, uh, but, you know, and though we may disagree on some of the, um, you know, because I think Miles and I are kind of in lockstep, but I understand where everybody is coming from on the Fox News thing. I get it. But I'm at the point where I want to throw everything at the fucking wall in 2020 to try and win. And if it's a matter of somebody walking through an airport where Fox News is on or at a grocery store or at a doctor's office or whatever, and they see a Democrat on Fox News, yeah, it's a, it's a propaganda hate site for, yeah. or, you know, channel for the most part. And yeah, they might be helping their ad revenue, but nothing is going to help Fox News more uh, for, for ad revenue is when a Democrat is in the White House. I, can I say this quickly? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say this really quickly. If, it, if you're walking through a, a, an airport or a shopping store or whatever, and you see Pete Buttigieg and you're a Fox News watcher, you're watching. You're not listening. You're not doing that thing 
that you know, sitting down at night and listening to what Pete Buttigieg said, and that's a problem I have. They're going to see him and be like, "Oh, that's a Democrat." Well, I, I was more talking they about people who are are subjected to Fox News without being Fox News viewers. Uh, okay, okay, all right. But anyway, all right. Let's 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 wrap this up nicely. Um, and, uh, all right. So, uh, Miles, go ahead and give us your parting shot tonight, sir. Stand up, be heard. I'm done. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Michelle, That's what it. do you have on the way out Short of the program? I appreciate that. Uh, uh, this is, you know, my basic thing. It's everybody be nice to everybody, you know, just, you know, be there for people who need you. That's yes. what I can say. Be nice or leave. So, <laughs> I have a, a magnet in my garage that says "Be nice or leave." I got it from House of Blues. So, uh, I'll, I'll I'll buy you guys one. I'll buy one for uh for uh Michelle and and Rain. You can slap it on your refrigerator, garage door, whatever is made of metal. So, uh, all right, Rain. What is your parting shot tonight, my sister? Um, okay. Um. Okay, I'm going to go with be nice or leave and fuck everybody who wants to take away my right. Yeah! <laughs> I agree 100%. And again, I smiled and waved at the uh, the the uh, pro-choice rally downtown in Cleveland today. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I didn't go to it. I didn't go to a rally today because it's like my feet hurt. Well, I, I was just in a God. yeah. Well, oh. I, I was in a hurry to get home to do this show to talk to Dusty <laughs> Dion in the in the three of you. And so. I'm so happy he. Oh God, that was so great. It was, and we'll yeah, get him back on. I didn't again, march. So. I'm a terrible activist, but my that's feet not hurt. true. That's not true. You've marched many, many times for many, many great things, uh-huh. and <laughs> do not put yourself down. So, all right, let's go ahead and uh, wrap things up right now. Um, check out the Tim Coromel Show coming up uh, at uh, 10, 15 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. And, of course, we'll be back with you on Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and uh, check out Mike Check Radio, where you can hear Miles and Michelle and myself every Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And it, really, you should be listening to our network all 24-7, you know, because we have good music and stuff, too, and other shows. And maybe Dusty's uh, podcast will be in the rotation coming soon as well. But anyway, we'll let everybody go. Uh, check out the Tim Carmel Show. Please enjoy, and we'll see you on Friday. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. Do you know what an Oreo is? An Oreo? R. No, not an Oreo. An R-E-O. R-E-O. Real estate.
What's the O stand for? E-organization. Owned. Real estate owned. That's smart!